Blog Talk Radio. Radio, finally, finally, we are on the air, no doubt. All right, all right. There's always going to be somebody in the building on First World Order Radio. We get on into some of that order consciousness tonight. First World Order Radio, every Wednesday, 8 p.m., what is taking place on the planet? There's always going to be somebody in the building on First World Order Radio. First, we need to let you know we're going to be doing more shows, giving out more information on Wednesdays. Wednesday at 8 o'clock, we are now going to make this is the hottest day of the week. Proceeding in love is in time, order, and importance. The most prominent parts, voices, or instruments. 
earthly state of human concerns in existence, an indefinite multitude, quantity, or distance. System regulates to bring about specifics in the group based on value and natural characteristics. Current radiates electromagnetics of sound through the air that your thoughts transmits it. First World Order Radio, finally, finally, we are on the air. No doubt. in the building on First World Order Radio. Begin on into some of that order consciousness tonight. First World Order Radio every Wednesday, 8 p.m. We got to talk about what is taking place on the planet. There's always going to be somebody in the building on First World Order Radio. First, we need to let you know we're going to be doing more shows Giving out more information on Wednesdays. Wednesday is 8 o'clock. We are now going to make this is the hottest day of the week. Proceeding levels in time, order, importance. The most prominent parts, voices, or instruments. Earthly state of human concerns in existence. An indefinite multitude, quantity, or distance. System regulates to bring about specifics in the group based on value and natural characteristics. Current radiates electromagnetics of sound through the same that your thoughts transmit. Proceeding levels in time, order, importance. The most prominent parts, voices, or instruments. Earthly state of human concerns in existence. An indefinite multitude, quantity, or distance. System regulates to bring about specifics in the group based on value and natural characteristics. Current radiates electromagnetics of sound through the same that your thoughts transmit. Thank you. 
Peace and blessings. Once again, it's uh, Tips and Tricks Tuesday on First World Order Radio. I am uh, your host once again, Blackwater the Metamagician. Here on the, I think they were trying to, trying to knock me out a little bit as far as electronic interface is concerned. Something up with the computer, so I'm on the phone again. I think some weather's coming through. It's, it's fairly, fairly decent right now, but, you know, all in all, there's some, something going on. It's all good. It's a natural mystic flowing through the air. All right, so uh, first and foremost, I want to give thanks to those who came before me and those who will come behind. Give thanks. Also want to get thanks to the fam, to the First World Order Radio Show fam, and to the fam in general. Um, keep it moving. Tonight, I had mentioned that we were going to start with the fusion of the five elements, um, like a slow down version. I, I stated, something came to me. I was, uh, I was up at my mom's house. Yesterday, last night, and um, just a brief story, and then get into it. And uh, someone, well, her friend and who she works with, and they, you know, they have a little office in the basement where they work out. Of, she had some, she had some issues going on with her wrist, and she wanted to know if I could do anything about it. You know, what if I knew anything? You know, herbs or something that she could use to get the pain out of. Her. I was like, well, I, I know. Uh, I know Reiki, I was like, I know, you know, sort of like healing hands, you know, as far as in religion is concerned, but I, like Christianity, they call it healing hands. So uh said, I can I can lay my hands on you, or it's like light touch, I don't really know how to touch you. She said, well, whatever, you know, it just help me with this pain in my wrist. So uh, I began, you know, I commenced to to uh, you know, do the Reiki, and, you know, I'll go through the same Pretty much as a ritual, the same thing I do every time, and um, got to a certain point to where I was. I, it was actually a, abbreviated type of version, though it wasn't a whole joint because I, I know that they were working and I was on my way out too. But all in all, it's just the intent. So I went. I was going through it, and then I, I heard something fly across the table and and, and felt it on my hand. I'm like, oh. So my my mother, my mom, had threw a piece of paper towards her friend or whatever, trying to, to distract her basically and draw her attention away from what I was doing. But you know, overall, you know, I got done. I went, I, you know, I opened my eyes for a second. You know, it didn't really distract me. But I was like, oh, what was that? What happened? You know. But then I I continued, and um, after I finished it out and everything, you know, got done. Took about maybe three minutes, five minutes. I didn't go through the whole Reiki session, you know, all that. I just like you know, hands behind the head. All that. I just went through like a quick five-minute session, and uh, I asked her how she felt. She started moving her wrist. It was just one wrist. She just started moving her wrist, and she's like, "Wow, like uh, it's actually better. It's not, I don't, I don't feel it." She, I was like, "Oh yeah, okay." Uh, and I asked my mom, I said, Mom, do you throw a piece of paper over there? She said, No. I said, My friend's like, Yeah, you, you throw a piece of paper over there. <laughs> you know? 
And I was like, oh, what was he doing that for? You know, what was he doing? Trying to distract, trying to draw my, you know, get me from doing what I was doing. But see, the thing is, it is that my mom is a preacher, a reverend in the church, well, a preacher. She's no longer uh, a pastor at, at any said church, but she was brought up in, in the religion of uh, Christianity. So I don't knock a hustle or nothing like that. Anybody's hustle for that pattern, in that pattern of thought. You know what I'm saying? The patterns are, of course, uh, information that uh, can be viewed as a measure of unpredictability of any message. You know what I'm saying? So the more unpredictable, the more info it contains. You know what I'm saying? So in this type of information, metaphysical systems of thought, um, the probable state is rest. It's like when, when everything is still, when the mind is still. So the degree of the information can be um, the degree or order in the system of the information equals the amount of energy in the information. So basically, pattern is information. Information is the energy and knowledge is power. So the more info or the more information that you acquire, the less energy is needed. Do you know what I'm saying? So because information is energy. So that that brings about greater complexities or greater patterns of thought, not based on a physical reality, but based on the intelligence. So the more one becomes intelligent, the more vast the universe becomes, or what we call the universe, and, and basically the illusion or the holographic universe, what some people call it, or the field. But the more information one acquires, by researching or whatever we do to get that information, studying and and then participating with the intelligence, then the universe grows. But that's in a still state of mind. You can't get you can't get acquire information or uh, thread the needle, so to speak, through the pattern to weave creation if we're complacent and stuck in one mind state, like they say, setting our ways. You know what I'm saying? That's a lower self-reality. So, you know, I was like, you know, in the Bible, it, said, it stated, Jesus even said to his disciples, the apostles or whatever, that uh, you go and go do greater things than I. So uh, I was like, you know, it's just healing. I'm not doing anything evil. You know, I'm just um, basically, I was just, uh, you know, utilizing the gift God gave me. You know, whatever. You know, so we all have these gifts. So we need to use them before they use us. So we use it before we lose it. And, uh, you know, it's just, so that that's the little avenue I'm, I'm riding into um, where I decided or where the spirit has moved me, so to speak, the intelligence has moved me to do tonight, a little Reiki healing for, uh, through, yeah, through the airways or whatnot, for the masses, you know what I'm saying? Brother, I'm going to read a little something about how illness occurs. So illness happens when the mind, body, and spirit become unbalanced. True wellness is reached only by returning the entire being to harmony and balance with him or herself, the earth, and the universe. We begin healing by finding our desire to be well and whole. There is a healing taking place. It should always be the intent of heart and mind. Without the motivation and intent to be well and act on our own behalf, we cannot become well. So Reiki works on people, 
plants, animals, and even machines. And I've seen this for myself. Is uh, is what it is. Reiki works with you to restore energetic balance and repair blockages and tears in the energy field, which create disease and unhappiness. Energy flows from the crown to the hand, chakra region to the hand, and then flows. It flows from the crown down to the sacral and vice versa and out the hands. So, but illness happens when the mind, the body, the spirit become unbalanced. So, Reiki helps bring about a balance in the energetic field and repairs all the blockages, tears in that energy field so that, um, that if there is any uneasiness that's going on or disease going on, with any unhappiness, then break A will help restore the happiness and restore easiness or, you know, basically um, being, becoming back to, uh, returning back to homeostasis or balance, harmony, you know what I'm saying, by uh, utilizing certain sounds, certain vibrations of thoughts and frequencies of intent through the heart region. So tonight we're going to do a few minutes of a Reiki healing. I'm going to go through, not going to go too far into it, but I'm going to go through it with you guys for a few minutes. Um, and uh, then we, uh, we'll uh, get into the session of uh, the hologram, the whole message, after a few, after, after these messages. Okay, hold up one minute. We're going to put on the Tibetan singing bowls. All right. First of all, the tip is there is a healing taking place. Okay. Now imagine a holy man like Moses with the bronze staff and two serpents intertwined on the staff going all the way up, meeting at the top of the there into the eyes of, of serpent. Now imagine, not just imagine. Oh. There, you have the color green coming into your crown chakra going throughout your whole body. Vibrant green, healthy green like spring. Imagine it going through your whole body to every cell, every molecule, every atom every subatomic particle that exists within your human structure allow it to go to your energy field, your aura, your bio-photon field. Relax your shoulders. Sit comfortably in your chair and take deep breaths through your nostrils. Fix in, hold for three, and breathe out for six. Now, I have no general idea of where illness may be in anyone at this given moment. So my focus is the entirety, is the whole. And the intent is love and healing from the heart. So 
continue to imagine, not just imagine, continue to see the color green and know it's going to every cell, cleaning every cell, and purging out any unwanted illness or pain or unhappiness in your life or in your heart, and bring about prosperity, peace, protection, good health, and overall, love for all. So, I'm going to start. I'm rubbing my hands together. And I'm going to cover my eyes. You will hear me say a few words in a few minutes that relate to the healing process in Reiki. Remember, I'm only... I'm only a conduit of the energy that we call you are the one that the healing is taking place in. So this is your power just as much as it's mine, just as much as it's the all that belongs to the universe, and we are the universe. So open my eyes. Remember take deep breaths through your nose, six in. Hold for three, six out. Keep imagining the color green, vibrant, healthy color green, grass and spring green. Smile into any discomforts. Smile into it. Come one with it. Be happy. Accept it. And put that green, that green all over it. Mother, smile and be one with it.
सुखी में Filing to every cell, all 76 trillion plus. Imagine the color green engulfing your own field, your solaric field, purging out any unwanted and unnecessary field from the physical domain, from the emotional domain, from the mental domain. 
allow spirit to enliven your whole being. Thanks again 
you know, for the for the intelligence, you know, I say, I say, for those that, who have who has gone before us and has laid down this information, put a lot of good things out there to where we have become more in tune with ourselves and with the nature of our true self. Our true self is not the physical body. Trust and believe that I didn't been out of this thing. You know, at the age of three, I didn't go through the whole scenario, but one day I may, but, you know, on the other, wherever, I, you know what I'm saying, really it ain't no interpretation of, of that reality physically through words, you know what I'm saying. It, I was there, and when my three-year-old little shell of a body was uh, corresponding with this individuated dual self or whatever it was, we had no words. It was all mental vibrations, and it was for almost like an eternity of information that was uh, instilled upon me at that moment, and then I came back here, which I didn't want to. But, like I said, I ain't going to go into that tonight. So, uh, and but now I see, yeah, it's all what it is. I love it. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to come back because I was comfortable, you know? <laughs> got, got that the uh, human mind was still fluctuating, but the three-year-old mind, my creative, intelligent mind was like what drew me into the, or gravitated me into that uh, situation because I didn't go back into the, the so-called light or that art that, you know, that uh, the pie or whatever that was right there. I saw it at my left side. Then I looked to the right, and that's when something, like, just pulled me. So, like, a teleportation pulled me in, within a split second towards it, whatever it was, and, and that's when the commerce, I mean, the um, whole conversation began and uh we we uh had a, a, a deliberate it seemed like he whatever he she did wasn't you know it wasn't nothing like that but it was uh we had a long conversation and told me a few things and the last thing I remember saying was I don't want to go back in. But I'm three years old and of course I was having fun. I could fly and do all types of shit. I was losing I was I like I said I'm not gonna get in there tonight. I didn't go over the uh, the I didn't to the acts of faith and daily meditation people come last week in the Yahweh in the events. So this week didn't do July seventh. We're going to go and jump. Actually, yeah, we're gonna go ahead and jump to July fourteenth, so we can uh, begin. But that's just rude. July 7th, don't look back and don't cry. El Haj Malik El Shabai is also known as Malcolm X. Um, Inyala Benzat summarizes, are you stuck in your first relationship, your fifth, your last? Most of us are stuck in the memory, ideals, pain, or trauma of a past relationship. We hold everyone responsible for the things someone did to us in the yesteryear. We can't seem to put the baggage down, overcome the disappointment, or forgive the past, and we can't figure out why we end up in a similar relationship, the identical situation or with a broken heart. What we draw to ourselves is what we are. If we are hurt, angry, in pain, confused, disappointed, or lonely, we will attract mates who will bring more of what we already are. We can only draw to ourselves the beings in our ray. If our ray is dark and dismal, we will attract our reflection. If we want to move beyond the pain of past relationships, we must stop crying about them, stop thinking about them, Stop drawing them to us. Forgive, let go, and move on. 
When we move beyond where we are, the past cannot follow. The last statement at the bottom of the page again is, I'm moving up, out, and beyond. And beyond. Yeah, like that, I'm moving up, out, and beyond. So it's saying that we should not look back and cry at the things that we, or what we have uh, experienced. We should look, even if it's, you know, whatever it may be, bad relationship like this, what they're speaking on, it's not always got to be a relationship between two people. It could be a relationship with yourself, like like I said. If we draw ourselves to what we are, if we are hurt, angry, in pain, confused, disappointed, or lonely, we will attract mates who bring more of what we already are. So if I don't like myself, then when I go out and look for someone, in the reflection of who I am, that's what I'm going to get. We are only who we think we are in our mind. Our, mind. our perceptions are the first thing that we should let go of in the transition. While we are going in between time and the meantime, while we are going from one point to another point, we shouldn't focus on where we were because how am I going to get to where I'm going if all I'm thinking about is I'm I'm on vacation. I'm going to my vacation, but I don't think about what's going on at home. That's what, you know, the whole discourse in the car is, did you turn off the lights? Is the alarm on? Did you feed the dog? What you worry about all that for? Let's get... What where we're going? What the signs say? How many miles? Are we there yet? You know what I'm saying? We should be in that child state like of mine, you know, that imagination. I can't wait to get there and ride this, whatever we're going on. There's some horses there and, you know, big ocean, the sun, the sand or whatever. If I get on a boat, you know, whatever the case may be, we should be thinking of, we're not even really thinking of dwelling on that, but remain focused on the activity in between. That's spirit right there. That's the movement, the energy and motion. Because if we were, if we relate everything to where it was or where it's going, then we will be caught up in those two flux, in those two fluxes, and not being um, more attentive to where we are at that present moment. And that's the present. That's the gift right there. The gift is that day, that right now, today. Remember today. That's that letter B. In in, in the Micmac language, that's is like with the. The line is flat, then the two up there. That's also 13, remember? If you recall, that's also 13. If you put the one and three together, you get the letter B. B means house again, you know what I'm saying, or bay. And that also means God or the lawgiver. So if if I'm the, if, if B is like that, it's also represented as the symbol. If you look deeper and closer into it and, and think about it and contemplate it on it, think it's, it's the mind. So it's the left and right brain activity going in that flow of the, like the, the sign symbol, you know what I mean, and bringing about activity of both sides in congruence. So you have balance. Let it be. You know what I'm saying? That's one and three put together. And one and three equaling four. And you do the math on four, again, you got one, two, one plus two plus three plus four equals ten. So that's completion. In comedic sense, um, the word completion goes back to the word Tim or Atim. So Atim or Adam or Adam of the biblical law was the first. And that's the first cell, Atim, Kim, the first Adam that developed into 76 trillion cells. So if we contemplate on that more so, that first cell, then 
everything will be all right. But, or that first act him, you know what I'm saying, that, that's completion right there. Even though it might be a little dot in, in the middle of space somewhere and we ain't, it ain't so localized like we think, you know what I'm saying, that first atom doesn't necessarily mean it exists within its shell. That first atom is the portal of the physical reality. So, you know, you flip that, you have uh, mix, or which basically means uh, incomplete, basically. You know what I'm saying? So complete and incomplete. But when you look at the word met, you, or meta, like in metaphysical, meta means beyond. You know what I'm saying? So it's beyond the physical. So, you know, just to take on those, on, those, on that word I tell you, and how it relates and stems back to your original creation process and your purpose is not to reflect on yesterday, but to stay focused on what's going on today. That letter B, flip right there today. What's going on right now? You know, because now is the moment. Now is the time. Stay in the moment. Stay in the now. All right, so that was July 7th, July 14th. Uh, and this was like, you know, I don't be going through here, y'all can go get the book yourself. <laughs> like, some of these just relate to certain topics and uh, that we have discussed and will be discussing. So this one is a Yoruba proverb, and it is, the needle pulls the thread. The thread. You know, I think I just said something about that, the needle. Yeah. And then, yeah, the fabric of life, and we weave the fabric of life, too. You know, yeah, so now, okay, adjust. Okay, okay. Um, the needle pulls the thread. You're a problem. When we make strides in life, we face obstacles and challenges. There are times when that which is most familiar to us will present the most challenging opposition. Our family. Oh, I ain't even read it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. The most challenging opposition, our family. If our life moves away from what is familiar to our family, they become frightened. We will leave them. If our life moves away from what is familiar to our family, they become frightened. We will leave them. They may use their fears and concerns as a reason not to support us. They may not understand why we cannot do things the way they've always been done, the way they are comfortable with doing things. We want our family to support and encourage our dreams, but if they don't, it is okay. Sometimes we must step out alone, make a new way, start the path others will follow. Our job is to let our families know that we love them, keep them as informed as they care to be, when possible, we should invite them to join us in the process. If possible, when possible, we should invite them to join us in the process. However, if they choose to stay on the same old beaten path, there is no obligation to march with them. In the last statement at the bottom, she summarized the whole uh, thing as, I am weaving the fibers of a new world. That's creation right there, you know what I'm saying? In the process of creation what is taking place is you, we are bringing about something new. See, as long as we are seeing the same already, you know, reality, then that, that means we're making something. That's what the, the devil does, you know what I'm saying, as far as, you know, in the schools of thought that I've been, I went through, the devil makes. He takes from one thing, like, uh, you know, get some rubber from over here, some metal from over there, a little leather or some vinyl from over here, a couple of pieces of this right here, and let's make a car. You know what I'm saying? 
He takes from the resources of creation, nature, and builds a house. You know what I'm saying? Some of these things may be what we would, you know, deem as necessary, yes. You know, yeah, it's only really necessary for the goddess or the, the god is a warm man. God is a womb of man. He is the womb of man. Because if I didn't have a woman, then why do I need a car with a car seat? Or why do I need a house? Because if it was left to a man, a man would, would, do, would be outside all the time or whatever. He, but, you know, dealing with the nurturing aspect of, of a woman and how she knows certain things intuitively, she knows it's going to be some weather. So over time, let's build a hut. You need protection. You know, so the man protects. He builds his hut for her, you know, otherwise this man get up on the tree. And, you know, put on something thick or whatever and you be he be all right, he's good. You know, done that, been there, you know what I'm saying? The woman on the other hand ain't necessarily gonna wanna do all that every time, like, man, let's get out this it's too hot today. We need some shade. You know, we ate some watermelon, we ate some papaya, some mango. It's still hot, you know. We need you know, let's get something to cover this dome right here. So, you know, they put the canopies up or whatnot. So over time, you know, we develop certain concepts through the mind of women. You know what I'm saying? And we built these things for um, for our women, you know, and we still doing these things. You know, we might not see it that way, but, yeah. So the needle pulls the thread. And who is the, the, god of, the god of creation? It's neat, niche, or whatnot. You know what I'm saying? So we just speaking on that uh, last week's session or what's the point and whatnot, and also in the jade, unjaded joint because uh, they got that symbol, the symbol of net creation. Also, the, she's a deity of war as well or whatnot, but, you know, being that, that, you know, creation and war, that's destruction, basically. You know what I'm saying? So it's the duality of, of self, higher, I mean, higher and lower self. You can tell no lies, no, you know what I'm saying? But the symbol is what the lie is, because now, you know, I think what under the symbol is master of the domain. So they put this symbol right there, say, masters of the domain or whatever, and it, instead of reflecting on the nature of it, where it originated from and initiated from in our, in our ancient system, our ancient mystery systems, it now reflects something of a more negative and uh, heinous type of uh, reality, which is not, there's no truth in that. That's fear. You know, ain't no truth in fear. That is... All these distractions, you know, that's, you know what I mean? It's all good, but we have to have a higher uh, representation of what's taking place. For instance, the um, the flag was uh, taken down in South Carolina. And we all know we're in the, uh, the now and the know that the flag represents the Osirian religion. It's a symbol of, it's the vortex, basically, of the higher and lower selves coming into agreement at the heart chakra. So as these two come into agreement, you know, this X is formed, so to speak, as where the, you're holding the flail and the crook, I mean, the flail and the, and the um, yeah, the shepherd's crook, and those energies are being sublimated instead of exceed, instead of allowing them to exceed the mind and go outward, we engulf some of the, with those negative emotions from the lower self and we bring them back up and allow them to go back up and, and then harness that energy and transform it into positive emotions by not use, by not reflecting our, re, our reactions on what is already there. You know what I'm saying? So 
you know, the atom that's somewhere out there, somewhere out there, is a beautiful thing to connect with, you know what I'm saying? Let's not make it a, a local thing, though. It's a non-local reality. It's not linear. It's something that is so vertical and so, you know, I, you know, I talk about these things, go through the applications and the processes. We get uh, a little bit of that. But the needle pulls the thread. You know, sometimes we make strides in life and face obstacles and challenges. You know, there's always something always trying to pull us back once we start going in a certain, to a certain transition or to get to a certain level. We have with, you know, restraint, you know, something, something that may want to uh, hinder that path. Don't. Don't allow it. I mean, it's always going to be something there. It's always obstacles. You know, that's a, that's the thing. That's that's life right there. That's what's supposed to take place. Burnt beans are, yeah, that melanin is, yeah, what it is. Like I said, I was born like that. I'm flashing that. You know, it's all good. Okay, so uh, there's always some type of resistance. Uh, you know, um, if you ever notice how when you get up, you go, you're going up that hill, you know, stride by stride, you know, you're getting up and then you see the top. It's like, I'm almost there. Yeah, but, you know, you're getting tired. Oh, I can't just run about 31 minutes. I'll be up there. Been walk for two hours, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, you got that goal. You don't want to give up. I'm tired. Sweating and back hurting, legs getting tight. But, you know, you're almost there. And all of a sudden, bam, something jumped out in the woods. You get scared of the horse, you know. You know, your toes, your shoulders go up over your ears and stuff, y'all tighten. You know what I'm saying? So you're like, what the heck just happened? And you know what it was? It was a little birdie, a little hummingbird. You know what I'm saying? It'd be the little, faintest little things in reality that causes the biggest distraction. Distraction, distortion. You know, you know, try, the D or D means two, basically, right? So two stars, and, and then sun, spirit, or shin. You know, basically, you know, what's going on with the distractions? You know, we got all these different things taking place. Like on the twenty sixth, they did that whole uh, distraction of of uh, they showing they showing the um. The passing of that 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 homosexual thing, and then they showing the uh, passing of the ceremony where the ceremonial uh, transition for the nine that had passed uh, on that on that other on the seventeenth, and both of them equaling eight. You know, but you look at the work the two six two six is two. You know, what I'm saying on the tree of life that represents Tahuti, right? You got you got uh. I see it, then you have Tahuti, then you have Secure as the first triad. Then you go to six, though, where you got after after Secure, you have Ma'adis four, then you have Heru is five, and Heru is six. So you got two Tahuti, and you have six Heru. Heru means light. So you have two lights again, right? So you got two lights, and then you go up back up to... Uh, Back up to Tahuti. Tahuti means to um, weigh both sides or to weigh the two sides. You know what I'm saying? Two sides of the brain, left and right brain. 
to weigh that, weighing of the heart ceremony. Basically, is if the heart weighs more than the feather, then you get ate up by the crocodile, by the lower self. That's basically what that is saying, but that's saying both sides of the brain. If the heart, which is the emotional mind, is not manifested properly and then brought back into uh, concordance accordance with the higher mind, the feather, the spirit, then the person is too physical or the the vibration through sound per sign, you know what I'm saying, because our beliefs are based on what we tell ourselves, our perceptions are what we tell ourselves, then we get ate up by physical reality. So we're getting ate up by the physical reality every day because, and then we come back the next day after our dream state or after we go to the dead state to a mentor. Or, or to the dot, to, to the twat, or the dwat, you know, D is spelled um, with a T, but it's pronounced dwat. Okay, so uh, when we get there, we come back the next day, and it's the same reality all over because we are we re- refocusing that energy uh, back into the physical reality every day instead of basing it on love or um, having a heart weigh less or weigh, be equal to this feather. So the two six is Tahuti and it's Haru. It's two lights. Two lights. You know what I'm saying? The lesser light and the higher light. The light within and the light that's without. It's also Harukati. So it was something that came to me um back in the day, we had this little thing where whenever something went right, like if somebody touched us or you know, we was in school, like elementary school and stuff, it was called Circle Circle, dot dot dot. Now I got my cootie shot. You see how the spirit was moving through us then, because the cootie is the cootie. Cootie coo means basically being of light, or either it also means powerful word or utterance. Coo, you know what I'm saying? So cootie means two beings of light or the two powerful words of utterance. What does tahuki do? Tahuki blessed or granted or gifted, I said, with powerful words to bring about the resurrection of Osar, and also gave Haru the powerful words of wisdom to bring about his creative eye, or the eye of Haru. When he lost his eye in the battle with Set, his left eye, he lost his creative imaginative forces. So when he gave him the power into who he blessed him or granted him with the gift of uh, wisdom again, he was able to defeat Set at his own game. You know what I'm saying? So Haru... Went down like Jesus came down. He went down to hell, and he sat down with Satan, and he defeated Satan to set you know, set on the lower sun or the sun that's down there. You know what I'm saying? And brought that energy back up, sublimated that energy to the heart, her and then brought it back up to the pomegranate, resurrected Osar, that two dimensional surface, that black dot that resides within the pomegranate, our soul. You know what I'm saying? That that transcend is being reflected off of a, another grid that's not even local, though. And it, as the light comes down or the light and sound energies come down into that focal point of the pineal gland, we receive it and then transmit it to the body. Remember, the brain receives and translates or transmits the higher consciousness. You know what I'm saying? Higher self conceives and creates. The brain receives and translates. The personality only perceives and reacts to and responds to that energy of the higher self as the brain or the palm gland receives and translates it. 
So we got this interaction with the higher consciousness, but if our complete structure isn't complete, the whole message I'm about to get into, if the whole message is not complete, then the physical reality that we perceive through the personality will only correspond to the elements that has formed the personality. You dig what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Our personality is a form through beliefs, perceptions, and our emotions. You know, so physical reality is going to be born through our beliefs, perceptions, and our emotions. So if our emotion is based on fear and not love, remember there are only two emotions. If the emotion is based on fear and not love, you know, I mean, like with that whole thing on the 26th, I I couldn't have any fear on either Ram or Love for that matter of the homosexual situation or the transitional ceremony. Yet still, I I couldn't put any hate on it or any type of fear. Basically, to balance the energy, we must ignore the energy and don't reflect on it in a a manner to where I'm going to create an emotion that's going to create something outside of that in my physical reality, even if it's in the parameter of my physical reality as it is at that moment. You know what I'm saying? Because we we got to recall that we are always in the moment. And law pattern, as I was stating earlier, is only viewed and measured by its unpredictability. So the more information you have, the less energy is needed. So if we don't have information about something, then we're going to have to acquire the information to acquire the energy in order to help with our creation process or to assist us in the creation process. So the energy or the information is the intelligence. So the more one participates with their true self, their innate self, and regains the information through the intelligence, through the breath, through the spirit, then the more we will somewhat uh, back away from those negative type of emotions and we won't even reflect or even want to be around it for that matter unless we're going to be strong enough to not react or respond. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, there's no, I can't go to my mama's house and be like, you know, Haru, there's somebody I had on a shirt the other day that had the Haru, right? And um, it was the same day. Yeah, it was yesterday. I, you know, I did the break head. She's like, what is that? That's what led into the whole thing. But I was like, yeah, this is a symbol, the ancient African symbol, Kemetic symbol, you know, Egyptian symbol. I, was, I think I said Egyptian. I didn't want to, you know, confound them or make it too confusing, too perplexed. But I said that, and um, then I said, well, you know, actually, if you split your brain satisfactorily, you split it in half in the middle, you will see the alpha root sitting right in the middle of our brain, the hypothalamus, the thalamus the pituitary gland and the pommel gland is all right there, right there within the eye, you know what I'm saying, for real, and the eye rock. You know, it's just an ancient, it's an ancient symbol that reflects, you know, it's an external symbol that reflects an internal reality, you know, and that's how deep our brothers and sisters are and that's how deep we are. That's how we go to the finest detail to perfect who we are internally and externally. So as we move on in our acquisitions of life or whatnot, we always have a reference point to go back to and be like, oh, yeah, that's what that means. It ain't no uh, uh, sign of the Illuminati. Illuminati means uh, the light. Illuminati, that's the 
planet Earth. You know, we all feel the light. Well, if you got a set group of 13, one and three again, then that's just the number that they use for, you know, new beginnings. You know what I'm saying? So that the whole thing, the whole take on how uh, certain symbols, symbol, symbol, or whatever, sim, um, and bow, the black lord, the dark lord, basically who we are, melanin, internal and external, dark energy and dark matter. And these are just concepts and words because we look at it like it's dark energy and dark matter. Yeah, so what is it really? We really can't put a finger on these stuff. We can't really define it by man's uh, mind. You know what I'm saying? We have to go away from our thoughts and just say it is what it is and just do what we're doing and not reflect on yesterday so much. Do what it is right now. You know, look back, see how far we come. Don't look back and be like, oh, man, I can't believe that happened. Like you say, you know, don't cry about yesterday. Pick up pieces and move on. Get yourself up off the ground, you know. President of the All right. All right, so, yeah, you know, sometimes there is resistance. Just, and it's going to be resistance. You can't, a rubber band, you know, pow, you know. Just uh, remember, stay in love and love will stay in you. So don't look for nothing outside of you. Try to save you because you're your savior. You know, and be you. Don't allow the, the this temporal reality to change us. You know what I'm saying? They, they doing, uh, you know, we're dealing with this so-called Illuminati, whatever. They do rituals, you know, but the rituals are based on mathematics, as well as astrology, as well as words. You know what I'm saying? So uh, they use not math, you know what I'm saying? So just the two lights, you know what I'm saying? That's you, lower self, higher self. And regaining that is by not being distracted by the physical reality, you know what I'm saying, and allowing certain energies like uh, media. You know, media means a medium between something. Recall so that media, or like Professor Griff said, uh, maniac European devils in America, you know what I'm saying? So these European devils don't want mom and daddy to... Be happy, you know, don't worry, be happy. They want us to worry about every situation because they know through worry and through certain energies, like even electronic interfaces, those energies will travel into our cellular, into our uh, molecular, and into our atomic structure and create havoc. Recall that, you know, I was saying a minute back about how we sitting there, we watching our favorite sport, do, you know, quarterback gets tackled, and uh, I'm like, oh, shit, my quarterback just got tackled. You know, six seconds left to go in the game. He got he got sacked, you know, behind the line of scrimmage. Now it was only two seconds left and it was, you know, fourth quarter. Dang, dang, he got sacked, you know, with all that good stuff. I ain't in the game participating, you know. Yet still, my cellular structure has no idea of that. My, my molecules and atoms don't know nothing about that. They know how my mind reacts and my heart felt with the energy of fear going into those cells and to those molecules and atoms. So what just happened is I just got sacked in the cells, you know. So I'm going to go through certain traumatic events within the cellular structure that I didn't necessarily have to because of my reaction to a game that's an illusion in the first place inside the hologram. So these things is taking place that's drawing our attention 
is also uh, killing us, you know, softly. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, unplug, basically, do the Matrix, do the Neo, you know, do the Neo, do the Thomas Anderson. Thomas means twin, Anderson, you know what I'm saying, uh, Ander, Neanderthal, you know, so Ander means man and son. So it's the Thomas, the twin, two sons of man. So with the two sons of man, the two lights, Kuti, circle, circle. So anytime you see that situation about to pop off, you're standing in line at the grocery store, that woman is taking too long. Circle, circle, dot, dot, dot. Now I've got my cootie shot. You know what I'm saying? Get that second light back in there. Get that second wind, the second breath. You know, any time you're on, you're driving down the road. And all she did, she just cut me off. Circle, circle, dot, dot, dot. You dance too, like, circle, circle, dot, dot, dot. Now I've got my cootie shot. You know, so you got your cootie shot now. You good. Don't even worry about that stuff. No worries. Just be happy. No worries. And dip into that unlimited source. Happy. I said, dip into that melanin. Melanin wants to be you. You want to be melanin. You are the infinite source. You know what I'm saying? So be who you are. You ain't got to worry about all that. So circle, circle, dot, dot, dot. Now I got my cootie shot. Be happy. You know what I'm saying? All right, so let's get into um, a little bit of this. A little bit of this uh, right here. The whole message. Hologram. The whole message. All right, so we're going to look at the word first, the hologram, from Greek holos, mean whole, in sense, in a sense, three dimensional, so meaning whole. And uh, whole comes from old English, how. If y'all remember, is in uh, Rainbow City or Shambhala. They have a, they supposedly, purportedly supposed to be a computer called HAL, which means holographic artificial um, alien life form. The computer both supposed to be the size of a, like New York City, producing the holographic effect on the planet Earth, or the whole bubble. You know what I'm saying? The hologram starts within the mind, the alteration of the personality is supposedly built by um, the lower entities of. Uh, of the external or the extraterrestrials, you know what I'm saying? Basically, uh, they came here and built this uh, so-called HAL, uh, holographic, artificial, alien life form, this computer, but meaning whole, entire whole, unhurt, uninjured. These are, I think, are the, um, the reptilian race, not the Nomos, but the, um, like the Maldekians. The Nomos are the Dogons. The Dogons are, in essence, the Omic or the Sheep people. Those are the ones who who deal with the information properly, not the concealers of the truth. They hold the truth, the secrets. They keep the truth, but that don't mean to keep it a secret. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so how is entire, old English, how entire, whole, unhurt, uninjured, healthy, sound, genuine, um, from proto-Germanic, halia, undamaged, all right, hell. Uh, Middle Dutch, Dutch Hill, H-E-E-L, uh, German, H-E-I-L, Hill, Salvation, Welfare, from Proto-Indo-European, Calio, Whole, Uninjured, A Good Omen, um, from Old Church Slavonic, Selu, Whole, Complete, it says to see health, 
right? But to look at the word whole, and you go to um, Old English, or you go to the word holy, Old English, highly holy, consecrated, sacred, godly, um, Helgo, that's Old Norse, Helag, that's Middle, that's Old Saxon, Middle Dutch, Helic, um, and uh, also it was adopted at a conversion for Latin, Sanctus. That's holy, though. All right, primary meaning is not possible to determine, but probably it was uh, that it must be preserved whole or intact that cannot be transgressed or violated and connected with Old English how. So back to how again, which was whole, that must be preserved whole or intact. An Old German word, heal, H-E-I-L, which means health, happiness, good luck, a salutation, source of the German salutation, Hell, H-E-I-L. Also, the uh, the the uh, Norse or Greek, I mean German goddess Hell, H-E-L, where we get the word uh, Hollywood from, you know, because Hollywood is from the Holly Tree. That's where the but the whole thing about Hollywood is a magical uh, incantation of words and, and numbers because you do the geometry on it and everything. But Hellwood. Basically, it's talking about uh, the German salutation of health, happiness, and good luck. So that good luck, they put it on that big white sign, so white, you know, representing spirit, and they, you know, they get the good luck by taking our, our attention away from us, and they draw in our energies, you know, by putting that head. You know, that's that's our, this is our language came and was developed by the indigenous people of the world, of the planet. So all language resides in our DNA. Everything that ever happened in the poss- that is possible, that is known in the known universe and the unknown universe, and what is not known and cannot be known, it's already in our DNA because we are connected to the interface of what we would call the field or the quantum field. You know, so going back to uh, so to uh, holy, so holy stands back to how. Also to health. All right, we're getting to that. So we got whole. Now we go to um, the word holy again in um, Hebrew is kadesh, meaning holy, holy one from the Aramaic kadesh, which means uh, was holy. All right, so kadesh, and then we go to the word um, helio. Helio, meaning uh, sun. All right, so helio, from from whole message to holy, meaning whole, also meaning um, consecrated or sacred, divine, to helios, meaning sun. And then we have also Medu, Netir, Netir meaning divine or sacred. So as it as holy or whole moves from, and just you know the transition that that came across to me, we go from whole to holy to um, Kadesh to Helios all the way down into Netir, 
and that should mean divine. Metu netu. So now we do a message gram, hologram. So with the gram, we look at the word gram. It's a noun suffix that which is written or marked from Greek grammar. That which is written or marked, that which is drawn, a picture, a drawing, that which is written, a character, an alphabet letter, written letter, a piece of writing, a message, in plural letters, papers, documents. So there's telegram, you know, uh, stuff like that, you know, something that is written or drawn, you know. So right here, message is what I I looked I looked at it like a message. So the whole message or the whole um that which is drawn, the whole picture, the whole drawing. So the whole message, message means communication transmitted via messenger. Message of new tidings, uh, you know, uh, from Latin missus, missus, M-I-S-S-U-S, ascending away, sending, a dispatching, a throwing, a hurling. Um, the Latin word is glossed in Old English by Arende, Specific religious sense of divinely inspired communication via a prophet. And who was who is the most renowned prophet that we know of as in, as in far as in worldly senses? The Messiah, what they call the Messiah in Hebrew or whatnot, Mashiach, and that is uh, Christ, uh, Christ or Christos, as they call him in, uh, in Greek. Or that individuated dual self. It was, ne- it was never a set Messiah, any one Messiah. You know, a Messiah is really a, a, po- a person that has been anointed, anointed. And in the days of uh, of uh, the what they call the Peran, the Peran, which means uh, house of of life, basically is the school of the universities or the the mystery schools. The pyramids were called per onks, they had um they would anoint the initiates with um alligator oil or you know fat alligator fat that was you know transformed to oil or whatever and they were they would use that but the oil was called mesh. So we get the word Mashai or Mashaya from the word for alligator fat or the oil that was utilized to anoint the high priest and the initiates when they got to a certain level within the mystery system. So the Messiah or Messiah or Messiah is one who is anointed. So we look at the word again up here, um, whole message, and we have um, the holy anointed one or the divine sacred anointed one. Holy consecrated, the godly anointed one, right? So that's the whole message. On that end, whole, you know, the son anointed one. And you got sage, mess, age, M-E-S, and sage. So mess, meaning middle, coming from meso, like Mesopotamia, the middle um, part of, uh, the middle part between those two lands. Um, So uh, meso, or mess and sage, sage meaning wise. So the the wisdom of the middle or the wise, the one who is wise from the center, and what's in the center, the heart. The heart being the center of where the two energies 
unite, and then my computer had to freeze. It's all good. Unite and then commingle and begin its uh, upward journey back into its origin, back to its origin and becoming its original, back into its original state. So uh, sage meaning wise, mess meaning middle, you know what I'm saying? So the whole, holy or the divine, sacred middle of the wise, or the wise, divine um, center. Also, um, sage is a kind of herb, and um, it comes from the word, the Latin word salvia, from salvis, which means, again, healthy. So we're going to get into that. See how that, if you open up Pandora's box, it's just going to start screaming. But it's all types of information, and we're going to see how that connects to, so healthy connects to heart. So meso, meso means middle. That's word forming element meaning middle, intermediate, or halfway between two points, media, same as media or medial, you know what I'm saying? So where we have an external media or meso or external heart or the fear, because that most things is external is based on fear, you know what I'm saying? From the smack of the ass coming out the, the womb of woman, of one the womb of men, you know what I'm saying? Coming out of that to uh, everything that we interpret as being um, truth and our, and I said reality that forms our personality it's based on fear. So that, that middle passage, you know what I'm saying, you know, most of that was untrue. It was, you know, a lot of things may have taken place. I, and I had a, a dream about one of them, and that's that niggle thing or whatever, but as as far as, like, you know, coming over and we screaming, Nigu, Nigga, I don't know, I had a dream about something. Like somebody was screaming it. And uh, they was calling on their Lord, on God or whatever. On the, you know, they were calling on the Pharaoh. Like, where you at? Why y'all, you know, what's the heck? Why we on this boat? But anyway, it, you know, all that is what it is. So look at the word health. Um, health. There is health right there. Health, um, meaning from Latin, I mean, the yeah, sound, or not from Latin, from uh, Proto-Germanic Calithio, from Proto-Indo-European Cailo, whole, uninjured, or good omen, again. Um, that comes from uh, Old English, Hal, whole, hill, H-E-I-L-L, Old Norse, healthy. Um, then Old Norse, that comes from Old Norse, hell, holy, sacred. Um, and then Old English, Hylian, to heal. And it goes uh, to say that it also means prosperity, happiness, and welfare, preservation, and safety once again. And that's that's where health comes from the word hell. You go back up to where holy comes from, whole, complete, divine, sacred. Helios, sun. The sun is in relation to the heart. Again, because of, or you go back to Haru. Let me get into that in one second, too. All right, so hearth. Old English, hearth means fireplace, part of the floor on which a fire is made. 
Also, it's transferred use house home fireside. It's a branding place. And uh, proto, I mean proto uh, Indo European cutter from root care, heat the fire. Um, from uh, uh, Sanskrit care, heat fire burns. Where we get the word Krishna. Hittite care, you know, uh, and that's also heart. So we go, that's her right there. But heart, it's a hollow muscular organ that circulates blood. It also relates to the breast, the soul, the spirit, will, desire, courage, mind, intellect. From Proto-Germanic, her time. Old Saxon, herta. Old Norse, hitata. But it also goes into the proto-European. Oh, good God. Hold up. Okay, let me put some Adam Burner incense on that note. Uh, then I ate some beans and salad here earlier. Yeah. Um, stop eating. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, um. Hittite Kur, where we get the word again, Chris, and that's where we get the word Christ. So, Chris, Kur meaning burnt, blackened, Krishna meaning black. So, Christ it resides within our heart. And all we point to the heart, it's a pinky or something, you know, it's a symbolic to who you are. You are the heart. You are Karasna. You are the whole message, basically. Who am I? You're the whole message. You know, so you are message. You're getting message. The middle, intermediate, wise one. You are the learned one, the educated one. Remember, education means to bring from within and bring it out. You know, to educate. Bring something from what's inside, that inner light, and bring it out. That's creation right there. Not taking from what's already here and then trying to formulate something. You know what I'm saying? Bring it from where it originated from, from within. And within don't mean within your body. It's just, it's just the same concept of thought. It ain't the thought, you know what I'm saying? Because remember that you're... The original self is not localized in the physical arena of thought or the physical arena of being. Okay, so now, so Holy Bible, Biblos, meaning, um, or Bible is an Anglo-Latin word that uh, basically, it means book from the Greek word Biblios. And the word Biblios comes from... um, from the Egyptian port where they would gather the paper, the Greeks would gather the paper and um, take it back to Greece. I think it was in Jordan. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was at the, uh, the River Jordan, and it was a port there called Biblos that they got the, they got the paper from, the papers. So it was in Lebanon, my bad. Yeah, possibly... Yeah, so-called from Bibelos, uh, the name of Phoenician, a Phoenician port from where um, the Egyptian papyrus 
papyrus was exported to Greece. So the name of the um the um the name of the Phoenician port was Bibulos. And that's where we get the word uh, for paper or scroll in Greek, Biblion, where it eventually becomes Bible, or, or also Helios, son, and Biblos, book, so son book, Helios, Biblios. Also, whole message, message meaning text or something that's written. So the whole message, Helios, Biblios. Also, hologram. So the whole hollow, the hologram is based on a message. The whole message is based on the sun book. The sun book is what? You. Right. Because the whole message is what? Missile, message. Middle wisdom or the wisdom, the divine holy, the divine or the healthy, you know what I'm saying, or the darkened. We go go into that the you know Krishna, Krishna Masad or whatever. The, so it's the um, the divine or the whole, the divine sacred wisdom from the middle, from the heart, when it's properly aligned. All right. So that's Helios Bibelos, and we spoke on Graham being a mark or something that's written, the message, going to Messiah, Miso, Sage. Um, another word that's similar to Graham is Grim, which means spectral, bogey, or haunting spirit. Bogey is uh, a phantom. You know, that's where we get the word boogie from, as in boogeyman. Well, bogeyman is used to be called, but it's a phantom. Um, spectral is a frightening ghost or an image, figure of a ghost comes from the Latin spectrum, appearance, which means appearance or vision, a being, whole. Oh, oh that's that's going into help, but my bad. So um, um, so spectrum is appearance or vision. That's Latin spectrum. Like you remember that movie. Um, then you got spectra as a ghost or image, a figure of a ghost. Bogey is a phantom. So it's something that's here but not there. You dig what I'm saying? Grim, meaning a spectra, bogey, or haunting spirit. So there it is, a hologram in the, in the word grim alone, or a phantom of something that appears to be real, yet is not real. And a, another definition for hologram is something that appears to be real, Yet it's not real. You know, anything that is temporal and that does not reside in the residence of permanence is not real. If I can put fire to this incense that I just lit and that incense disintegrates and is no longer here in five minutes, then it's not real. I mean, it's real enough for me to give another one out the box and I can reproduce it that way, but that's the only memory activating a certain truth that I have experienced in my own experience, in my little personal square or whatever, and that's a stand on it. Yet the knowledge behind it, the truth behind that is memory is only going to be reproduced due to the activity that I have somewhat ritualized inside of my said reality. It's not real because it has no permanence. 
I can stop using it all the time. I ain't got to buy no incense no more. Then it won't be a part of my everyday little thing or whatever, right? You know what I'm saying? So it's not it's not real. All right, so we went through all those hearth, heart. You know, hearth re- relates back to hearth meaning a fireplace or a floor that fire is made on, burning place, goes into kerch and ker. Ker is, of course, a Hittite word, Sanskrit word, meaning um, burnt black, and also um, where we get the word kish from or Krishna. So Krishna goes into Christ. So uh, we have the heart that relates to Christ. And that's where all this energy is going into that fluctuates and is either going to bring about a fearful reality or a loving reality through the heart. Now, either we're going to have heart problems or our heart is going to pump healthy blood through the body and keep everything organized through the organs and through that sound and vibration of those musical notes that we introduce to it, like, like through the meditations and certain sounds, you know what I'm saying? Shui or you know, a nuke, you know, you know, those different sounds like we did last week, a nuke harumin, you know what I'm saying? A nuke harumin, you can say it like, uh, we'd be like, onk, a nuke poo, We can do it like that or we can go into it just, a nuk me a nuk mean you know it's, it should be a, a certain chant to it, a certain tone and quality of vibration to where it gives a more of a, a harmonic type of reality to that you know what I'm saying so the wavelengths vibrate a little bit different okay so um but it's all good you know just doing it just the intent you know or whatnot behind it putting the heart into it. And seeing that love and, and wanting that drive and having that determination to go to that point and get to that level, you know what I'm saying? So as we keep it moving, computers like to freeze. It all would. Hold up. Yeah. So, oh, well, let's look at uh, the word hologram in the, in the comedic sense. Hollow, let's change the L to a R, and we have haro or horu. So it goes into the word light again. And um, then we go to um, gram, and we change the letter G to K in place of C. There is no C talk about in uh, any African dialects. Uh, that was done by Greeks and Romans. They changed it to C. But also C and G are interchangeable. So change the G to C because there is no G in uh, in the Hebrew dialect. They have C and K or sounds, but um, the C and G are basically the same symbol of a boomerang. So the G boomerangs back to C and the C boomerangs back to G. So um, change that C to a K and we have Haru and then Ker meaning um, under and Am in the comedic sense of Metroneta means brain. So the light that's within or under the brain, right? So Haru Ka'am. When you look at it in the metonetic sense, haru karam, haru karam, 
light under the brain. What's that? That would be um, basically the inner light that goes within the that type of that area of what we call the outer root, and um, is the pineal gland is dipped into the third ventricle where the substantial nigra or all that uh, extra melanin is sitting and is bathed in the river Jordan as the energy descends and then ascends back up and goes back into its resting spot, the cerebral spinal fluid, basically, and all those different other hormones that keeps the body in harmony, that keeps this uh, haru, um, karim, or this hologram in harmony. You dig? All right, so now we look at it in this, uh, in another sense, we go from right to left. So still we're going to keep that G as K. So we have marks and we have, uh, we have marks, meaning marks it, uh, means symbol or it means uh, sign, right? So then we have Olo. Olo, um, I translated. I changed that L back to an R, or you could have, you could leave it like that and say, instead of Olo, say Allah. So it's the mark of God, or the sign of God. Hologram is the sign of God, or the sound of the source. Allah meaning source. Then you could also have it as, change the L to an R, you have Aura, or Ura. Ura or the great light, also aura, aura being the light energy field that we have around us. You know what I'm saying? So this bioelectric uh, energy fields are aura or the great light. You know the inner light. That's haru karam, light under the brain, or the light that's within. Then we have aura or aura the light that's without, the interconnection of both lights. You know, that halo, you can go back to hologram, so that halo that is introduced around us as we transcend from the lower base realities and allow the energy to come up, it brings about a brilliance or an illumination that is seen as a halo around our head or a hollow around our, our dome. So um, that's Haru, again, light, you know, so Gram, Karam. That also flows over into uh, into the neocortex thing where, or neo, basically, because neo in Matrix was basically talking about neocortex, which is the new brain. Neocortex means, cortex means skin, though. So neocortex means new skin. And what does a serpent do when it sheds its old skin? It gets new skin. So where does the energy simulate that's within the base root chakra? The kundalini energy simulates the rising of a snake or serpent. Kundalini means, you know, serpentine fire. So it's rising. The serpentine fire rises. The sacral nerves to Saidia and Pagala or whatnot rises and circulates or undulates like serpent energy. And then it also gives a pulse or a sense of a shock 
like when being bit by a rattlesnake. So this electric energy, electromagnetic energy, gives that shaking. Oh, you know what I'm saying? As you go through the meditations, you will become more aware of that, and that's why they, they also related that to that but neocortex new skin. So that new skin is developed, or new brain is developed through that process of us retaining certain um, negative emotions and transfer, transferring that energy or transforming that negative energy into something more positive and more, uh, uh, you know, you could just say it's more beneficial for whatever it is that you are wanting to acquire. You know, in order to be happy, in order to be successful, sometimes you got to let go of what we, our personality has formed around us for the happiness to occur. You know, I, I thought I wanted to be uh, certain things, you know, growing up, and and that would make me happy. And, you know what I'm saying, and um, as I grew and got, became wiser and whatnot, still growing, still learning, yet I had to let go of certain things. And, like, that's not me. That's what this world wants me to be. So, you know, now it is what it is. So now we're going to get into um, the other aspect of this. Um, so, you know, oh, also, girl um, in Metroneta means uh, silence. So if we're looking at it as a girl, Haru light, right? So that's hollow, changing that L to R, that's light. Then we're looking at G-R, gur meaning silent or quiet. Then M meaning brain. So it's the um, mind that is silent by way of the light or the silent light within the mind. Because what is gained within silence? Wisdom. And how is that, and where is that wisdom formulated? The heart. Because also heart means soul, uh, wise, courage. It was, it has the it has a conceptual agreement within that with our genres of thoughts due to certain qualities of the heart. Important. So, um, the silent light within the mind, there means silence, you know, so that's it, sitting in that meditation. And, and gain one's uh, ability to to acquire that, those uh, two states of reality, that inner light and that, um, that um, outer light, that lower light and that the higher light. So now I'm going to come off of, uh, so I'm reading some of this, and then I'm going to a couple of, uh, a couple of books right here. So bear with me. Um, and... Uh, it is what it is. All right, so we have been conditioned since the onset of our physical birth that the world we live in is an outright material reality. So we develop from the basis of, basis of this viewpoint and structure our entire life around this conditioning. Modern science is now rediscovering what the ancient masters of antiquity knew more than 25,000 years ago. Excuse me. Modern science is now rediscovering what the ancient masters of antiquity knew more than 25,000 years ago, that the material world is composed of finer sublime elements to wrap together and create the fabric of life. All right. I'm going to come out the uh, the Ankh 
African origin of electromagnetism, real quick. Um, states over here on page 47, um, the symbols in many hieroglyphic reliefs are, in fact, elements of electronic circuit design meant to convey knowledge of the hidden force of electromagnetism to the future generations of this order. These symbols would hold supreme religious significance only to the descendants of a race of photonic beings. Right? So then go over to page 73, and it states here, all living systems have electromagnetic phantoms. Again, phantom we were just speaking on. It is uh, uh, spectra, bogey, and uh, also... Um, I don't like my computer. But the phantom is a bogey, you know, coming from the word grim, coming from the word grand. So the phantoms of atoms, molecules are called photons. All living systems have electromagnetic phantoms. The phantoms of atoms and molecules are called photons. They are the essence of nuclear life governing the energy states of the material world. So the photon or the photon is the essence of nuclear life, and it governs the energy state of the material world. The photon is the hidden force within electromagnetic, within electromagnetism, and we are photonic beings. You know what I'm saying? All right. So let me continue. Um, all the information that we observe is transported to us by way of our five senses, sight, hearing, taste, smell, and touch. M-A-N, Mem Alif Noon, becomes reliant on these five senses at birth and in turn only knows the external uh, reality that is offered to him through these five senses. Scientists perform different tests on our senses, revealing new facts about the external world, our senses, and matter. Uh, Frederick Vester was a German scientist and a contemporary thinker, and he explained the statements of scientists that man is merely an image and everything experienced is temporary and deceptive, and this universe as a shadow is now being revealed in the present day. To gather a stronger understanding on this idea, let's look at our most valuable sense, the sense of sight, which in essence allows us to gain very detailed information about the external reality. Marie, something out of dark light consciousness, um, melanin, serpent power, and the luminous matrix of reality by Dr. Um, Edward Bruce Benham, or Bynum, coming off of uh, page 110 to 111 here. States from the earliest days in the dark forest, this is chapter 4, from the earliest days in, dark, in the dark forest in caves, our kind has been fascinated by light. The great light in the sky and the vast dome of the night, which is innumerable, with its innumerable stars, suggested powers and gods far above us and beyond us. Esoteric references to light littered the ancient literature. In Kemetic Egypt, the eye of Horus was the dominant religious vision for thousands of years. In Tibet, the all-seeing eye of Tibet was manifest by an eye on the temple. Even on the U.S. currency, we came to have a pyramid, and above it, the detached and floating all-seeing eye. In Kemet, the eye was associated with the light of the soul and literally associated with the eye within the eye itself. It is no accident that we make an intimate connection between the eye of our subjective innermost experience, the eyes of our head, and that innermost eye, the light-sensitive gland, 
that has sunk over evolution into the center of our skulls, the pomegranate. The eye is sensitive to the electromagnetic spectrum above and below what we actually see. It is certain it is certainly capable of unconscious subliminal perception. The eye became a very scientific and spiritual instrument by which to decipher the meaning of codes of the stars. The capacity of the eye to track starlight was of pivotal importance in ancient Kemet. The union of the polarities, the male and female, the positive and negative balance that reside in the human soul, the intertwining tendencies represented by the coiling serpents of Eden Pagala, met and unified at the Uraeus, at the apex of the skull, in the mythic rites. The eyes are most direct access into the vibrating fifth dimension of light itself. It has the capacity to sublimely respond to a series of merely two or three photons, meaning that it don't take much to turn that thing on. It can, you know, photons are floating within, you know, what we would call time-space. And there is penetrating or permeating all things in our existence is everything. But we have the ability through our pomegranate gland to actually access into the vibrating fifty minutes of light itself and be able to subliminally respond and interact with two or three photons at a time. Uh, that the being able, I mean, getting down deep into that meditation, being able to actually get that information from two or three photons at a time, instead of you know all this at once. You know that's why you know you talk about turning off everything in the house when you meditate and that thing to turn the power switch off completely. Okay, all right. So now I'll go back into this: the sense of sight, which is in essence allows us to gain very detailed information about the external reality. The process of seeing is comprehended gradually. In the occurrence of seeing light clusters called photons travel from the object to the eye, then pass through the eye lens and it's refracted, then focused in the retina at the back of the eye. Refracted means it's turned upside down. Figure eight. It's coming to us one way, then it's turned upside down, and that figure eight then goes to the back of the eye to the center of our vision, which is the back of the head where the medulla oblongata sits and our memories are stored. Past lives, all that good stuff, you know what I'm saying? Future. Because it's within, it's within the photon. I mean, the photon uh, within the retina. The photons convert into electrical signals, where neurons transmit these signals to the center of vision in the back of our brain. The act of seeing takes place in the center. All the images and experiences that we view and participate with are actually experienced in a small space of a few cubic centimeters. When we say we see something, we are actually observing the photons being converted into electrical signals in our brain. The brain, in essence, is sealed to light, and the interior of the brain is absolute darkness. So the physical brain has no capability of having contact with light. The mental, you know, it's darkness. The whole brain is sealed to light. That's that superconscious soul in there, you know what I'm saying? Yet, we see, when you close your eyes and you see those those, um, powerful phosphine-type colors floating around, that's the inner universe. It's the inner space taking place because if you go out into the deepest regions of outer space, it would be the same thing taking place. The brain in this is a seal to light, and the interior of the brain is absolute darkness. So the physical brain has no capability of having contact with light, the physical brain, the gray matter. For instance, when there is a candle lit in front of us, the inside of our skull and our brain are in complete darkness. The 
the inside of our brain and our center of vision is never illuminated by the light of the candle. We only take in the electrical signals from the physical objects. This also applies to all the other senses as well. Sound, taste, touch, and smell are all perceived in our brain as electrical signals. Our brains doesn't confront the original matter that exists in the external world, yet an electrical copy that is formed inside our brain. It is at this point to where conditioning takes place and memories are forgotten of past lives and experiences. Remember, remember memories are creative thoughts, or mem meaning blood, water, chaos, and a mighty. Ori is head, so um, chaos is creation, blood creation, you know what I'm saying, water creation, ori, mind, or thoughts. So memories or creative thoughts are forgotten in the past lives and experiences. This is where we begin to believe that the copies formed by electrical signals are real matter formed outside of us. Everything we touch, see, smell, hear, taste, and conceive as matter from the macrocosmic universe to the microcosmic atom are electrical signals in our brain. When we view an object from the external reality and truth, this object is not outside of us, yet is in our brain. The light particles or photons, patai, the infinite path of the sun from heaven to earth, patai, pat, or pat, hey, and on, the infinite path of the sun from heaven to earth are gathered by our eye, then converted into electrical signals that are transmitted by neurons and transferred to our center of vision. So if by chance the sight nerves were disconnected, we would no longer see the object. The same rule would apply to the nerve for hearing was disconnected. The objects we see, the sounds we hear, the feelings, the taste, and the smells are basically the brains or the 12 cranial nerves connected to the palmar glands interpretation of the electrical signals introduced into the brain. When we observe the external reality, we assume that we are viewing something outside of us and that our physical body is participating within the superficial reality. Yet in truth, our body is also an image formed inside our brain or basically formed by the two-dimensional space that is our palmar gland or soul. The one reality that we can see is the conceptual perception that we view within our mind. To imagine matter as having an existence outside of the mind is only the physical illusion of reality, diverting our attention or spiritual life to energy and motion from the internal reality and therefore is at the utmost a deception. The matter or ma'at earth, the true light, the balanced light, the light of the Lord of life, balance, that we observe is an essence formulated and created from within our mind by way of our interconnection with external light, external melanin, and internal light, internal melanin. It has been stated in conscious thought that the brain can be allegorically called an organic computer. So, for example, let's say we are downloading electrical signals of images, sounds, smells, feelings, and tastes to our senses that are that our organic computer downloads as true information, including our own image. In essence, the genetic patterns that reside within our DNA internally, not so much the external images or that we may relate to as being produced by parents. Let's say it again. So, for example, let's say we are downloading electrical signals of images, 
sounds, smells, feelings, and tastes to our senses that our organic computer downloads as true information, including our image. In essence, the genetic patterns that reside within our DNA internally, not so much the external images or that we may relate to as being produced by parents. Looking into the dream state in contrast to the waking state, when in the dream state we see, we hear, and can feel, yet it is what we deem as a fantasy or dream. Yet and still, when we arise from the dream state, we are still connected to the same senses in different degrees. In the dream state, we are at times relaxed and at ease, seeing that we are connected to the same force or energy in both realities. It is highly possible that the physical reality can also be developed, converted, and transmitted to be more suitable to our true heart's intent due to this external reality being nothing more than an altered interpretation of the electrical signals or light that resides within our dream state as well as within our subatomic, atomic, molecular, and cellular structures. All physical experiences and objects are naturally conceptual perceptions, including our brain and body. So basically what I was saying right there is everything that we deem to be reality as far as external is really connected to and a byproduct of an internal reality that is more unlocalized than the concept of what we call internal. We should say eternal, meaning infinite or immortal, immortal. You know, so what we are really connected to or interconnected to relates relates not only to the physical reality, but as we are in a dream state also relates to that. So if our brain is an organic computer and we are taking in, we are downloading certain things to electrical signals, we can go to that computer and we can uh, reboot it so that whatever the signals, electric signals are, in that computer, you like, I got a computer right here, a hard drive that I had personally built for what I want to do on a computer. It's just like two two programs on the officially. I mean, that's it. I just like the dude that built it for me. I was like, I want a video production program and a music production program. And and he built it around that, gave it back to me. It's nice. got a little black light in it and everything, the side. So... You know, you can rebuild your computer the way you want and put what you want to in there. You know, saying it's, it's really up to us. It's all intent. But due to this external reality being nothing more than an altered interpretation of the electric signals or light that resides within our dream state as well, within our subatomic state, uh, atomic, molecular and cellular structures, we can alter this reality the same way that our dream state is altered. That's what the whole thing, the Osirian religion is, is like. You go into that deep state of consciousness, it's like in a dream state. You, we are able and capable of bringing that dream state into, um, into the physical state or the waking state by the process of men have um, um, or stabilizing the heart to be able to live in truth and balance. Ma'at. So, you know, certain emotions, just ignoring those emotions and then bringing that stuff to the, to the table so instead of just beating it with a hammer all day long, you know, get the same result. You know, they say psychology. You know, repeat doing the same thing over and over is a, a sign of insanity. You know, trying to find a, a different result and keep doing the same thing over and over 
you know what I'm saying, and then you want to create something, I mean, we got, for, in order for creation to take place, we have to find new ways of going about doing that. You know, so sometimes new ain't new. It's old, but it's new. You go back to the original way of doing things, and then we'll see what the, the new is. You know, say so go back to the primordial waters, the new. So let's get back to the read. Um, the question now posed is who or what is the perceiver or the initiator of the will, the intent, the hears, sees, touches, and perceives, tastes, and smells? Who is it that thinks, reasons, and has feelings, emotions, and clarity enough to recognize knowledge itself? Um, Ken Wilbur stated in Holographic Paradigm, page 37, that since the Greeks, philosophers have been thinking about the ghost in the machine, the small man within the small man, where is I, the person who realizes the act of knowing? As St. Francis of Assisi said, what we search for is the one who sees. All right? I'll say I'm going to uh, deny comedy right here. Deny comedy. Uh, this is uh, coming out of uh, the discourse on the 8th and the 9th. Um, Basically, that's going from the seven planes of existence and the initiation uh, to um, the eighth and ninth spirits outside of that. The seventh, the first seven spirits were the realms of the sun, moon, and planets, and then the lower and the lower powers who control the human life, and uh, and were not necessarily benevolent, uh, meaning it was malevolent or, or somewhat evil. But the eighth and ninth spirits are designated to the beginning of the divine realm. You know, and the levels beyond the control of the lower powers. At death, the soul will journey through the seven spirits, and after success, passage, the successful passage will reach the eighth and ninth. So the eighth and ninth spirits are outside of, like the seven spirits of the planet Earth. The iron sphere is the last sphere. I think it's uh, the little sphere, uh, the biosphere, uh, the mesosphere, uh, little sphere, biosphere, mesosphere, stratosphere, um, Buddha, 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 I can't recall. Uh, exosphere is after the ionosphere. So I'm missing one somewhere in there, but the ionosphere is like the last, it's the seventh, you know what I'm saying, then go outside of that. Exosphere means outside or, or whatnot. Um, but this is uh, the discourse on the eighth and ninth coming from a degree right here, uh, right here. So page 324 on Martin Deny Comedy Library book that I have. So it states, let us embrace each other affectionately, my son. Rejoice over this, for already from them the power, which is light, is coming to us. For I see, I see indescribable depths. How shall I tell you, my son? From the places, how shall I describe the universe? I am my and I see another mind the one that moves the soul. I see the one that moves me. From pure forgetfulness, you give me power. I see myself. I want to speak. Fear restrains me. At the beginning of the power that is above all powers, the one that has no beginning, I see a fountain. I see a fountain bubbling with light. I have said, my son, that I am mine. I have seen. Language is not able to reveal this. For the entire eighth, my son, and the souls that are in it, and the angels sing a hymn in silence, and I, mine, understand. What is the way to sing the hymn through its silence? Have you become such that you cannot be spoken to? 
I am silent, my father. I want to sing a hymn to you while I am silent. So basically that saying, um, as he transcends from the seventh to the eighth, fear restrains because he still is saying that the physical sense of, of that reality is restraining him, the fear, you know what I'm saying, that resistance, you know what I'm saying, the past. So when we get to the eighth, he sees all the powers that one had at the beginning to see a fountain bubbling with life. You know, like the bubbling springs, you know, and the meridians at the bottom of the feet. You know, you get that jumping in those qigongs and then uh, tai chi, it opens up all the meridians and brings, uh, you know, more chi or more of that intelligence within the body from the earth, the electromagnetic field that resides within the earth and within the, um, the cosmos. And then it goes in right here for the entire eighth, my son, and the souls that are in it, because he has transcended from the seventh or the fear was back to the eighth. And um, it says the angels sing a hymn in silence. So we go into that haru with the finger over the mouth right there and sitting in the lotus on top of the lotus plant, a lotus flower. So we go into meditation. And our mind understand what is the way to sing a hymn through its silence. Have you become such that you cannot be spoken to? I am silent, my father. I want to sing a hymn to you while I am silent. My father, which art in heaven, talking about the pommel gland, the soul that resides within the pommel gland, the two-dimensional space or dot, the black dot, the bindu dot, that's right there. We want to sing a song in silence. Me and Abu Mahmoud again, stabilizing the heart, ignoring the situation, don't even act on it, don't even relay, don't even put too much energy into it. Get that energy back. Let it go up there. Sing that song to the pommel gland. Let the pommel gland formulate it. Smile into the heart. You know what I'm saying? Let the palm, let the pommel gland do what it has to do for to reorganize that whatever thought that is external. You know what I'm saying? It's superficial and not real. It's just a mirror. It's not real. And then allow it to um, sing that song, that silent song. You know, the 144,000 had a song that uh, no one else knew. You know what I'm saying? That, you know, the 144,000 is in relation to a whole lot of different things. But that's a, it's conceptual, but it's a grid on the planet Earth of 144,000 points. Um, you know what I'm saying? Or vertices. Vertices, you know what I'm saying? Where they interconnect and make up a, a, um, this electromagnetic field where all things on the planet Earth are connected. It's bio, um, bio, um, Photonic electric field, uh, electromagnetic field, and it is like the spiritual representation of uh, that reality. So that was uh, out of not comedy, speaking on the eighth to the and the ninth. The discourse on the eighth and ninth, going outside of the seven realms of the physical existence and feeding into the eighth and ninth spheres or eighth and ninth realms. Um, that would also equate to uh, if you're dealing with the tree of life. That would equate to going from because um, 10 would, would, would be on the flip as you flip it or refract it. 10 would be Kethir or Asir. Asir. So 8 and 9 is secure, and or 9 is secure, 8 would be Jehudi. But if you're looking at it from the way that it's given, uh, 8 is Sebek and 9 is Aset, or 8 is um, basically. Um, the seat of logic, you know, and, 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 and intellect, and then nine will be the seat of memories and imagery based on the interpretation of Heteru, the house of life, with the seven 
So, but then logic comes in to give us a, a sense of what the words is behind that imagery, and then we have a memory that's formulated that we would we call the seat or, or the, the throne where we will uh, sit and have our meditative state through the logic and through the image. Keteru being the seventh seat, eight being uh, Sebeku being the eighth seat, the logic. That's the two brains connecting in meditation in that silence and gaining that wisdom, which would be uh, going back to six, Haru, where the heart or the light would shine in or will shine in and does shine in as we sit in meditation and we refocus that energy back upward. So the flip on it would be wisdom being Tahuti, weighing both sides, you know what I'm saying, and then going back to Asir, which is Lord of the perfect darkness or the perfect black, the pomegranate residing that reside there that that uh, two dimensional space resides, or is reflected off of, and the, you know it's within that comes into the bendu spot back here. Then it goes into that that area. All right, so to get back to uh, where we we're at, we search for the for so um. What we search for is the one who sees. The fact of the matter is this metaphysical being that utilizes the brain for experience is the soul. The material reality is an an actuality, an adaptation of the perception that is gathered by the soul. The body we possess, as well as the universe we so-called exist in, have no middle or, or are in truth empty space having no physical reality. The absolute being is our soul. This is the intelligence, the initiatory spark, the fire or point that expanded outwards into the known physical body and universe. Matter consists of perceptions viewed by the known thinker and doer, the trial self. This is the spark of life, the soul. The laws of physics, chemistry, and biology are now leading to the fact that matter consists of empty space and essentially is an illusion, and in fact it is of a metaphysical reality. This is the so-called secret underlying ma'at-er, or matter, the lights, the true light or the balanced light. So if the thing we acknowledge as the material or ma'at-ethereal world is comprised of perceptions or information downloaded from the external reality into our organic computer, then what is the source of this information or light? If the matter doesn't have self, if the matter doesn't have a self-operating existence, and it's only a perception, this perception must have been initiated by another source, and it must be in continuous perpetual motion, or ma'at-er, matter, which ceased to exist. Within the mystery systems of Judaism, which is Kabbalism, it is perceived that the Holy Grail or the Holy Cup, the Holy Body, basically is a set of high magical incantation utilizing words and mathematics that would transform the physical reality, the atom, atom by atom, molecule by molecule, and it's also believed within that system of thought that the nature reality is basically an illusion. We are conditioned to think of space as being empty and matter as being solid, when the reality is that the matter is completely insignificant, 99.9999% empty space, which is dark energy and dark matter. Scientists thought of an atom as a hard ball, and then they said the atom was a point surrounded by a probability cloud of electrons. 
popping in and out of existence. Electron, the uh, ill guy, it, um, outside sun. Um, so like the intellect, whatever, X. So the God outside of the sun popping in and out of existence. Then scientists found that the nucleus, um, which is the most dense aspect of the atom, also popped in and out of existence the same way the electron does. The most accurate conclusion towards the nature of the atom is that the atom is a thought, a mass of concentrated information or light. The human aura, for instance, is an illuminated living energy field that extends beyond physical boundaries. It is the light extension of our soul essence. Biophotons are particles of light which emanate off of all living things. These biophotons transmit a consciousness and information similar to voices and images transmitted from a TV or radio. All right. So I'm going to come out of uh, Why Dark This Matters. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Let me go back uh, once one loop here. Uh, the universal meaning of the Kambala. We go uh, real quick. Um, thoughts. Okay, all intelligible thoughts. Let's see where right here. Um, this is page eight of uh, the universal meaning of the Kambala by Leo uh, Shahia. Um, thought is the psychic and rational mirror of all intelligible things, a mirror which never becomes what it reflects. Thought by itself, therefore, does not permit the thinker to assimilate the reality of the mental object. It remains a symbolic knowledge. The knowledge which brings the thinker closer to them, but does not really identify him with them. Thought allows the dualism between subject and object to persist to such a point the man who only knows himself by thought has not truly assimilated himself. He does not really know himself and sees himself only as his own mental form, as the thought or image that he makes of himself. This dualism inherent in thought is the cause of doubt and error. Spirit, on the contrary, is the real unity of the cognitive subject and object, and thus unity of certitude, the truth of knowledge. Truth cannot be discovered, therefore, by thought alone, by a faculty which becomes, but by a faculty which, because of this dualistic nature, cannot pass completely beyond the abyss of its own doubt. As against this, man cannot discover truth without any help from thought since he is a thinking being. And if thought had no relation to truth, man would not have any conscious link with it either. Um, so um, basically what, what they're saying is man and the spirit, thought is the link between man and the spirit, but at the same time interposes itself as an obstacle because of its organic dualism. Let's uh, uh, make it more a little simple. Uh, say, for instance, you see some, since the saying thought is merely a mirror image uh, of the intelligible things. Thought is the psychic and rational mirror of intelligible things, a mirror which never comes with a reflection. Say, for instance, we're looking in the mirror, you know, we see ourselves. Like we're about to go, I'm about to go out, right, or whatever, you know. You know how we do, you know, we, we, we prepping up for a party or church or something. I don't know. We're going somewhere. We're going out to eat, going over friends' house, some whatever. Might be going to the grocery store. I don't know. But we're looking in the mirror, you know, make sure everything's good. I shaved this morning, brush my teeth, you know, and then on my teeth, and then my eyes, right there, get all that crust out of there, make sure my shirt on right, my pants or my skirt, whatever, you know, female, Make sure my, my shoes on, right? My high heels ain't dirty at the bottom, and ain't too much, whatever, taking on, you know. So, so everything good. I'm looking in the mirror, everything good. So I get outside, it's a little windy, 
you know what I'm saying, you know, hot, whatever, too. Might be raining, what, I don't know, whatever. You go get in the car and everything, crank up, leave out, you know what I'm saying. Get to wherever I got to get. Get to where I get, you know, people looking at me like, dang, he wasn't really paying attention or she wasn't paying attention. So I'm like, why are they looking at me like that? They ain't really paying attention to me looking at me like that. He's not on that range. I'm in my mind, you know, I know I'm good, you know, whatever. I got this this mirror image, this talk in my mind of how I look before I left out and faced it, you know, physical reality, whatever. So everybody looking at me, so I, you know, I, whatever, I get in the car and I decide to look in the mirror, whatever, and I got eye crust or, you know, I got a booger hanging or, you know what I'm saying, I got some food that I was eating on the way, you know, they're hanging on my lip. Well, I'm a female, I got lipstick all over my teeth. So every time I smile, you know, I got lipstick. Someone, I got a run in my stocking, and I, man, I didn't even pay. I went, didn't see that or something, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, initially, this mirrored image is whatever, you know, yeah, looking all good. But then, since this is only a thought, it's not the infinite perception. It's not the permanent perception. It's only a thought, you know. It uh, might fold over into something else that is not in the agreement or in according to where we thought we were in the first place. So, if we rely just on the thought of who we think we are on from based on perceptions and not the permanency of who we are, it's not based on human perception, then we just gonna be that thought. So, you know, silence, you know, as we were talking about in our comedy, uh, that silence, you know, not getting away from our thoughts, you know, I mean getting away from our thoughts, not thoughts, but getting away from the thoughts and getting into that state of nothing. All right, so uh we'll get back to the read uh, within the mysticism of Judaism, um, or, which is Kabbalism, is believed that the Holy Grail is a set of high magical incantations utilized in words and mathematics. Get back down here. Uh, we are conditioned to think of space as being empty and matter as being solid, when the reality is that matter is completely insignificant, 99.9999% empty space. Scientists thought of the atom as, uh, oh, okay, I was right here. It is the light extension of our soul uh, essence. The human orb, for instance, is an illuminated living energy field that extends beyond physical boundaries. It is the light extension of our soul essence. Five photons of particles of light which emanate off of all living things. These five photons transmit our consciousness in information similar to the voices um, and images transmitted from a TV or radio. So coming out of um, Why Doctors Matters, uh, it's about three different um, doctors, Edward Bruce Bonham, Nancy Brown, Richard Dr. Richard King, and oh, also his uh, core doctors, Dr. Uh, Owens Moore. Uh, page, uh, ooh, skipped it. Uh, all right, where it go? Oh, uh, page uh, 61. Um, McGinnis. States in the report of 2001, melanins give off a flash of light when they switch. Clearly, electroluminescence, though its significance is not completely understood at this time, is the flash of light, what is called biophotons. If so, melanin may be the source of this light. Does this flash contribute to what is called spirituality, the ability to utilize brain energy for consciousness and healing qualities? In the brain, could this flash of light generated by such morphous semiconductivity between low to high? Threshold switching of neuromelanin be analogous to consciousness. 
If this is the case, then this neural dark matter also is the light that makes it possible to see. And if neuromelanin pigment is stored within vesicles, its synthesis may be required as a continuous source of current whose product is the neurotransmitter substance. So basically, we, bio, we, are, bio, we are photonic beings, so we need to be uh, getting as many good, pure, natural photon beings into that melanin because if melanin is the light and it is the darkness, then it needs all of that to balance. It needs good, good, good vibrations. All right? So everything in this reality exists as waveforms called patterns or sin wave signatures, sound wave signatures or sound waves. Everything from our body, planet, to the entirety of the universe are waveforms. Going back to the um, the uh, African origin of electromagnetism by Nur-Ankh Amin, um, page 106, states right here, uh, the intermediary between this world and the dwat is the electron, the substance of the soul. It is the indivisible, eternal, and connected, internal and connected to the, the mind of God. It is indivisible, eternal, and connected to the mind of God. The chi which, sur- sur- which surfaces periodically from the sea of eternity is represented not only as a particle but also a wave, the mythological serpent. The human body is merely the skin of this mystical serpent, which is said periodically and in which the God walks upon the earth. That's why I put that symbol on the uh, on the on that uh, at the at the beginning right there. Pictures is the symbol of water. Symbol of the M is also the electrical current. That's that symbol representing new. It's also like a snake energy, serpent energy. The human body is merely the skin of this mystical serpent. So getting that new skin, this mystical serpent, this human body is merely the skin of the mystical serpent, which is shared periodically in which the God walks upon the earth. We walk upon this all the time. You know what I'm saying? We've been doing this for a minute. The cow which surfaces periodically from the sea of eternity is represented not only as a particle but also a wave. Okay, so the intermediary between this world and the dwat is the electron. So I put it on the slide so so we can see that it's a representation that waveform, the new also coming out of this um, out of the African origin of electromagnetism page uh, page ninety um, states the ionosphere is a mirror image of the electromagnetic emissions from the earth no matter how faint. The spiritual characteristics of every object on Earth is duplicated in heaven because their emissions cause the electrons there to vibrate in such a way as to emit an exact electrical image of all Earth transmissions. So uh, like uh, with uh, disincarnated um, ancestors or um, deceased that uh, do not access the ancestral realm, they get caught up in the that that sub astral realm, ancestral realm, right there, the ionosphere, due to attachments. Because all things in the physical reality, as it says right here on page ninety, all things in the physical reality has a representation in the spiritual characteristics in the ionosphere. It is a mirror image of the electromagnetic emissions from the earth. Everything in physical reality on earth has a representation or a mirror image in the spiritual sense in the ionosphere. 
So from this book right here, this book has a physical representation in the ionosphere. And if I get so caught up on this book, this op, uh, electrical, uh, the African origin of electromagnetism, and I try to shoot up out of the out of the ionosphere into the exosphere or whatever and go beyond this plane of existence, I'm gonna get caught up and stuck and bring right come right back down here because of the attachment that I've gained to a physical substance. So you know, I mean, the information is good, the knowing is good, right? But then applying it. It's another thing, you know. So applying the information, the light, that accesses the actuality of being able to break free from that the uh, activity of of uh, being attached to the information. You know what I'm saying? See, it, it, having a vicarious relationship meaning I'm just sitting there watching the football game versus I'm actually a player in the football game. So vicarious basically means uh, vice president instead of being you know, the viceroy instead of being the president. All right. So um, also from Dogon, from the uh, the cosmological orders of myth and symbol, um, we're gonna, I'm going to check something out real quick. Page 32 and 33, from the Dogon perspective, matter exists in three distinct worlds. First, in a perfectly ordered state that is compared to waves of water. This world-ordered first world is disrupted by an act of perception. That means by looking at it, that initiates the second world of matter where the concept of disorder is first introduced. Like the underworld in Egyptian cosmology, this disordering of matter is associated symbolically with the image of a jackal. From there, matter now compared to primordial threads is said to pass through a series of seven vibrations inside a tiny egg called the copilo, or the egg of the world, in which its, its structure is fundamentally reordered. This creates a third world of matter, the world that we ultimately perceive. Consequently, the Dogon priests say that we perceive what we perceive constitutes only an image or a reflection, albeit a correct image or reflection of a more fundamental reality that exists in wave-like form far below our own plane of existence. The Dogon priests state that the things created by animal will form themselves by the continuous addition of identical elements, beginning with the pole. The pole again is the primordial. Uh, essence or the primordial matter, the primary component of matter. Um, so, um, beginning with the po- it, uh, continuous addition of identical elements, the Dogon priests state that the things created by animal will form themselves by continuous addition of identical elements, beginning with the Po. The Po is composed of smaller components of matter called semi-seeds that, like protons and neutrons, in the nucleus of an atom combine at the center of the Po. Then the semi-seeds, like an electron orbiting an atom, atom Surrounded itself by crossing in all directions to form a nest. Um, counterpart in Egyptian hieroglyph language to the Dogon concept of the sin is expressed through the phonetic value of sin. All right, and then um, uh, page 37 states the Egyptian underworld, the Dwat, is the conceptual counterpart of the Dogon second world and is traditionally considered a place of rebirth and is symbolized by a figure that fishes the rays of a star inside of a circular egg. We can see that the Egyptian underworld, which is traditionally interpreted as as the place of the death and rebirth of soul, may in fact have been intended to the development suggested to describe the disordering and reordering of matter in the microcosm. So keep that in mind as we continue. Okay, so... um, 
Everything in this reality exists as waveforms, sometimes called patterns of sine wave signatures or sound waves. You see that sine wave, in the, it's in a, uh, one is going up and then it comes down, then it goes back up. It's like a, a serpent moving, you know what I'm saying? But it's it, from from us looking down, it's serpent undulating on the ground. That's how the sine wave moves in electric, electric type of manner. It's like, it's like the M. All right, so uh, everything from our body planets to the entirety of the universal waveforms. Dimensional overtones are differentiated base are differentiated base rate wavelengths. The difference between this dimension and another is the distance or length of the wave. This is very similar to a TV or radio transmission. When you change the channel of the TV or radio, it changes what you're observing from the apparatus. It is the same for dimensional overtone shifts. If one alters the base rate wavelength of their consciousness and by doing such changes the physical patterns of their body to a wavelength different from this reality into an alternate dimension or universe, the indivisible dual self would disappear from this world and reappear in the dimension that is attuned to their conscious. So as one elevates into dimensional levels, the wavelengths become shorter and higher frequencies are produced, which in turn imparts more energy and light. As one descends dimensional levels, the longer the wavelengths become with less energy and more densely developed. So go back to the arc again, um, the African origin of electromagnetism, page 58. All right, get to get to it. It says right here, as a semiconductor, melanin has an energy gap. The absorption of energy is required before electrons can jump into the conduction band and make melanin conductive. An increase in conductivity increases the sensitivity of melanin to the electromagnetic world of etheric beings, astral projections, and spiritual entities. At low frequencies, the conductivity of melanin is small, but at ultra-high frequencies, melanin is a superconductor. Maximum current flows only on the skin due to the skin effect at melanin's ultra-high frequency resonant frequency. So basically that just said that at low frequencies, the conductivity of melanin is small, but at ultra-high frequencies, melanin is a superconductor. So the longer the wavelength energy, that means that's at a a low frequency. So when you elevate to dimensional levels, the wavelengths become shorter and high frequencies are produced, which imparts more energy. So the higher the frequency, the higher the energy, but you have to have shorter wavelengths. That means, like I was talking about a couple of days ago, last week, I don't know, but I'm plugging out, because when we have all this uh, artificial electromagnetic energy going around, then it causes longer wavelengths, which means less energy. Less energy means less photons. So we're not going to have a correct connectivity to star code patterns or the star code information, the star code spectrums, those phantoms or whatever or whatnot that gives us intelligence and access to the astral realms, ancestral information, and um, spiritual entities or intelligence. So, you know, unplugging and getting that short wave going, that's where you get that high frequency. All right, so there are specific wavelengths harmonics between this universe and the next, just as there are spaces between each note on a piano that will produce a different sound. 
so it serves to be the same with dimensions, overtones, and universes. All the notes in the chromatic scale equals 13. So the 13th note defines the next octave or dimension, a new beginning. The 12th major note, the 12 major overtones between any two notes and dimensions are replicas of the larger pattern dwelling in a holographic setting. If one studies in more depth, one will find that between each overtone, there is another set of 12 overtones that replicate the whole pattern of the whole message. It's called the geometric progression notes in harmonics. This goes to say that each note or overtone produces a different octave of experience with more universes and dimensions to explore. In my father's house are many mansions. There are infinite possibilities of expression through the intelligence that creates the consciousness which transports our souls through these dimensional doorways. Between each universe and subspace or overtone universe, there is absolute nothing or the void called the dwat in comedic thought, bardo by the Hindis, and wuchi by the Chinese. Each time we pass through one dimension or overtone to the next, we pass through a void of blackness, darkness, melanin. The blackness of the void between the octaves are greatest and more powerful than the voice that exists within the octaves. So the blackness between space-time is blacker, darker than what is within what we call space-time. All these dimensional doorways and paths are superimposed on each other, so every point in space-time contains them all. The door to any of them is anywhere. Quantum mechanics is a set of principles studying, so, hold up. We refresh that. If yeah, a semiconductor melon has an energy gap, the total energy required for electrons can jump. Um, yeah, so, yeah, we got that. So, you know, the wavelengths, harmonics, just. Go back. Quantum mechanics is a set of principles studying the subatomic and atomic level of matter. The science is known by the ancient masters of Afu Rakim, um, our brothers and sisters for thousands of years, Afu Rakim, the light body, um, brothers, and sisters, brothers and sisters for thousands of years. Quantum physics states that the observer influences the outcome of or alters the consciousness of the experience simply by observing, and this is all dependent on his or her belief patterns meaning something that we hold is true about ourselves or not necessarily true at all. The pontal gland, the master gland, the all-seeing eye, the first eye, whatever title we choose, is the uppermost situated gland within the adoption system. It looks like a pine cone with an opening on one portion of it, which has a lens used for focusing light. It also has color receptors inside of it, very similar to a cell phone that has a built-in wireless transmitter. The pontal gland allows communication with other realms of light and essence, accessing higher dimensions and higher astral realms of life. Coming back out of dark light consciousness um, by Bruce, Dr. Bruce Bynum, page 112, states the pineal gland is one of the endocrine glands that first begins to unfold during embryogenesis. It is a transducer of light, a kind of biological clock that regulates the system. When light first hits the retina of the eye, it is relayed to a structure called the supercosmatic nucleus of the hypothalamus, a region of the brain associated with the capacity to coordinate with biological clock signals of the body. The extraordinary sensitive pineal gland bathed in cerebral spinal fluid is constantly moving in the waves of this inner sea. 
It picks up the minutest vibrations that move through the body, the brain, and the brain core. These waves and vibrations, like the waves and vibrations of information fields around us, carry energy and intelligence. These waves are unfolded, and in some not fully understood way, are aspects of the unseen curled up dimensions of the world. This exquisite sensitivity is largely why the pomegranate for ages has been experienced as a vibratory interface between the dense localized body below and the more non-local body in dimensions above. So uh, the pineal gland got the, you know, again, the two-dimensional black dot, two-dimensional spot right there that interacting with both realms. It formulated the 76 trillion cells and is getting their consciousness of life from up above to do so. Our ancient brothers and sisters had knowledge of dimensions, harmonics, and wavelength universes residing with the, within the overtones and octaves. This is the reason behind the great architects of antiquity building temples and chambers in certain manners in order to amplify sound, light, and frequency, so to alter the vibratory resonance within the temples. It has been said that the ancient Egyptians performed secret rituals or spiritual exercises in the chambers of the pyramids to increase the size of the pomegranate in order to access more frequency ranges to other dimensions and astral planes. This in turn made our ancestors, Ankh-Star, highly intelligent and creative, sharpening their awareness with access to all the universal mind, with access to the all universal mind, therefore gifting them with higher knowledge, passing this knowledge through their bloodline, basically through their DNA, to us in the present. Part. The prana gland is our connection to the power source that permeates the universe, some call prana, chi, ki, rawas, life force, energy. When considering the powerful capabilities and functions of the prana gland, why has the masses been stricken from this vital information? From my perspective, mainly due to the oppression of innate powers born within each human that the parasitic little wish to keep hidden in order to continue with their domination or demon nation exercises and techniques. By the age of 12, the pineal gland is the size of a dry pea from the lack of use, yet more so from plots and methods that have caused contamination and calcification or crystallization of the pineal gland. These contaminants include fluoride and drinking water, vaccinations, monosodium glutamate or MSG, artificial food colorings and flavors, food additives, as well as binders, fillers, and preservatives. To awaken the pineal gland a fraction, these items must completely be eliminated from our diet along with white salt, sugar, rice, and flour. Also, unplugging from the TV and radio for at least one year due to its hypnotic effect on our psyche and the extra low frequencies which influence the pineal to act in accordance to the message when information or light is being interpreted through the complete structure of the human aura. When the pineal gland is online and awakened, it will speed up your learning and memory ability, enhance your intuition, wisdom, creativity, sharpen your awareness, activate your psychic abilities, allow communion with the ancestors, internal and external melanin, and bring about the highest experience of bliss. Meditation, reading, researching, and attaining knowledge yourself of the world and the universe will also generate an awakening. And that's basically uh, right here where it said, uh, where I was saying um, the ancient brothers had knowledge of, of dimensions, harmonics, and wavelengths, and then it said that they uh, went through secret rituals or spiritual exercises. That's basically the qigongs and deep uh, breathing meditations, tai chi stuff, things like that enhance uh, their their creativity, their intelligence, sharpen their awareness, and brought about the infinite immortal 
body. You know what I'm saying? So they got this pill out based on the movie uh, that was Limitless now. I think it's called Nexus or something that basically does all of that right there, right? And they're talking about it in a pill form. But all you got to do is just go and do some deep breathing exercises. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Dr. Aline teaches them. I am developing into a teacher. Oh, matter of fact, get thanks. I, I did receive my black belt. I got my black belt in uh, Shaolin Gao Kung Fu. I'm, I'm waiting on my little piece of paper from the WBBB, uh, World Black Belt Bureau. Uh, you know, so, but that's the paper. It really is the, you know, it's the uh, application and doing so. And I get thanks, you know, to the ancestors for allowing me, you know, the opportunity to access that and everything. You know what I'm saying? It's peace. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? So, all right, so um, getting back to where we was at, I'm going back to Melanie and the key to freedom. Uh, by um, Dr. Richard King, page 61. Uh, it says right here. It is of the utmost importance for all Africans on this planet Earth seeking a black consciousness possessed with the knowledge and the will to consistently make a black body, mind, soul, spirit come into being and to exist to study the new formula and to exist to study the new formula for the struggles of Osir, Aset, Haru, a black African family undergoing transformations of the eye of Haru in a love truly divinely dedicated in the eternal love of the greatest God and perfect and their respective missions to reclaim a world periodically flooded by disorder to which, once again, divine order was restored, my eye truth vindicated. Do not forget the seven stages of self-transformation in the student undergoing an initiation mystery system education. From neophyte stage, closed wounded eye for rule, to intelligence stage, inner vision, sound eye for rule, soul consciousness, um, to Christ stage, inner vision, as unity with light. Genius, spiritual consciousness, conscious travel between dimensions as materialization and dematerialization. Um, states right here on page 63, with less melanin, uh, Europeans, or not, we could expect an overall lower level of nervous system integration, best activity of the tunnel gland, and greater instance of pineal calcification. This, in turn, might limit access to right brain function associated with the pineal gland. For example, the development of intuitiveness, holistic global thinking, the ability to comprehend spiritual truths, melanin and the pineal gland are the keys to a deeper spiritual consciousness on which level human beings can integrate their understanding, knowledge, to reach metaphysical truths that unlock the doors of the dark unconscious, bringing with it an emotional and psychological sense of security, a oneness with self and inner peace. That also right there says uh, we could expect uh, with less melanin we could expect an overall lower level of nervous system integration because it's dealing with pineal gland calcification with less melanin. So uh, autism, ADHD, all these things because we're not getting enough breath, we're not getting enough intelligence, we're not getting enough light, and we're and we're living off a European diet. We're not uh, we're not um, utilizing. Uh, indigenous diet, our indigenous diet. We go to the store, we know it ain't right for the spirit saying, don't get it. Uh uh-uh. uh, don't know. But we pick it up anyway because our taste buds are apparently more stronger than our, our will. We yeah. have the intent. But who's going to win at the end of the day? You know what I'm saying? So 
those attachments, that just that memory, you know what I'm saying? We have a blockage somewhere within that. But now I'm going to come out of um, the book Stolen Legacy by um, George G.M. James, page 27. The earliest theory of salvation is the Egyptian theory. The Egyptian mystery system had at its most important most important object, the deification of man, and taught that the soul of man is liberated, liberated from his bodily fetters, could enable him to become godlike and see the gods in this life and attain the beatific vision and hold communion with the immortals. Platinus defines this experience as the liberation of the mind from its finite consciousness when it becomes one and is identified with the infinite. This liberation was not only freedom of the soul from bodily impediments, but also from the will of reincarnation or rebirth. It involved the process of discipline and purification, both from the body and the soul. Since the mystery system offered the salvation of the soul, it also placed great emphasis upon its immortality. The Egyptian mystery system, like the modern university, was the center of organized culture, and Canada's interested as the leading source of ancient culture. According to Pishman, the Egyptian mysteries had three grades of students. This is going to go and repeat what was just mentioned out of Melanin, uh, Melanin the Key to Freedom by Dr. King. Um, first stage, uh, the mortals, in other words, uh, probationary students who um, were being instructed but who had not yet experienced the inner vision. The intelligence, in other words, those who had attained the inner vision and had received mind or noose and the creators or sons of light who have become identified with or united with the light. In other words, true spiritual consciousness. W. Marshall Adams in the Book of the Master has described those grades as the equivalents of initiation, illumination, and perfection. For years, they underwent disciplinary intellectual exercises and bodily asceticisms with intervals of tests and ordeals to determine their fitness to proceed to the more serious, solemn, and awful process actual initiation. The education consists not only in the cultivation of the ten virtues, which were made a condition to eternal happiness, but also of the seven liberal arts, which were intended to liberate the soul. All right, so let's uh, speak on the ten virtues real quick. Got a few more minutes. Uh, a life of virtues was a condition required by the Egyptian mysteries that elsewhere mentioned, so ten virtues. First virtue, uh, control of thought. Second virtue, control of action, the combination of which uh, Plato called justice. In other words, the unswerving righteousness of thought and action. Um, Third virtue, steadfastness of purpose, which was equivalent to fortitude. Fourth, identity with spiritual life or the higher ideals, which was equivalent to temperance and an attribute attained when the individual had gained conquest over the passional nature. Five, evidence of having a mission in life. Six, evidence of occult spiritual orders or the priesthood and the mysteries, the combination of which was equivalent to prudence or deep insight and greatness that befitted the faculty of seership. Other requirements in the ethical system of the Egyptian mysteries were freedom from resentment when under the experience, uh, under experience of persecution and wrong. This was known as courage. Eight, confidence in the power of the master as teacher. And confidence and nine, confidence in one's own ability to learn, both attributes being known as fidelity. Ten, readiness or preparedness for initiation. There has always been this principle of the ancient mysteries of Egypt. When the pupil is ready, 
then the master will appear. Okay, so those were the ten virtues. Control of thought, control of action, steadfastness, identity with the spiritual life, um, evidence of having a mission in life, evidence of a call to spiritual orders or to the priesthood and the mysteries, combination of which is prudence, uh, bringing about seership or insight, freedom from resentment, uh, being uh, persecuted, doing something wrong, uh, confidence in the power of the master as the teacher, confidence in one's own ability to learn, and readiness or preparedness for the initiation. So the old saying is when the student is ready, the master will appear. You know, that was out of stolen legacy from uh, George D.M. James. Give thanks to that brother right there for doing what he did, you know, saying, bringing that information to light. Okay, so uh, as logically, we are dealing with the age of Aquarius. So mess age, this mess eyes, or mess age, the age of the anointed, the age of Aquarius. Astrological age comes from the study of astrology. The current astrological age uh, would be the constellation which or, uh, constellation which the spring burn or equinox is pointing to, and it will change because of the precession of the equinox phenomenon. We are, uh, got this out of uh, a page uh, online. We are now at both the Pisces and the age of Aquarius and are transiting, transiting to the time where the age of Pisces will end and Earth will be fully immersed into the age of Aquarius. Note that the, because the Gregorian calendar is highly inaccurate, uh, Dionysus, you know, in little self, but uh, did the miscalculations on the calendar back in the day due to the Pope. At that time, it is difficult to determine which year exactly the new age will occur. However, it is clear from astrologers that we are currently in transit of moving from the age of Pisces to the age of Aquarius. As mentioned earlier, the position of celestial bodies in the heaven do affect our life. Therefore, we should understand that astrology can give information that are useful and relevant to us. Um, the age of Taurus, also the time of Moses, is signified by the bulls. It's the time when religion began and when the worship of cattle started. It's ruled by the opposite sign Scorpio, which symbolizes death, sex, rejuvenation, and transformation. During the age of Taurus, we saw the practice of mummification. The priests worked with the dead to transform them for the next life in their existing gold calf, which was reared as the fertility god of sex. This, these characteristics were brought over to the next age. The age of Aries, depicted by the Ram of David, was a time marked by the concept of warriors and kings in constant battle, the fiery god of the god of vengeance, wrath, jealousy, competitiveness, and military might. The Old Testament of Jehovah was in, in reference to this, or Yahweh. It is ruled by the opposite sign of Libra, which symbolizes balance and the law. The age of Aries is a time of war and kingdoms of the Ten Commandments, the Ark of the Covenant, and the appearance of agreements, partnerships, and marriages. These characteristics were brought over to the age of Pisces. The age of Pisces, represented by the fish, is a water sign at the time marked by the exploration of the sea and discoveries of land. The opposite sign Virgo is a sign of the Virgin, which is a sign that depicts analyzing, filing, collection, and recording of information. During this age, we have the Virgin priests in church who pledge to be virgins, initiating the task of collecting, analyzing, categorizing, recording, and filing for information. All these are being brought over to the age of Christ, which is now. The age of Aquarius is represented by a man pouring water, which means to serve others. And water can also mean electricity. Aquarius is ruled by the opposite sign Leo, which is a sign that represents the stage, games, sports, marketing, packaging, demonstrating, and children. Just like the planet Mars rules over Aries, Neptune over Pisces, Aquarius is ruled by Uranus. Uranus has the qualities of the unusual, the distortion, the breaking of rules, the defiance of authority. The characteristics of rebellion, the burst of inventions, the concept of flight, altruism, higher mind consciousness. 
We can see that we now have many of these characteristics of Aquarius, such as the use of electricity, the existence of movies, Olympics, products, advertisements, and the creation of spacecraft. The sign of man pouring water signifies that humans will be less egotistic and the mindset will move more towards service to others rather than service to self. As man progresses, man progresses further and further into the Aquarian age, humanity will understand more of its place among the stars and think more in the universe. It is generally believed that the Aquarian age started in the year 2000, to, uh, 2160 years, roughly behind the ages of, the, of a sign. The, uh, the Piscean age started at around 2000 BCE, common area. Uh, comma era. Let us study the symbolism of Piscean Age. Uh, Pisces means fish. Jesus was the redeemer of the Piscean Age. The Piscean Age emphasizes faith. Two pictures of Pisces indicate dualism, conflict between religion and science. Um, Intensify the science rose against the blind. The belief is in in an external God was rejected by science. Aquarius is ruled by two planets in astrology, Uranus and Saturn. Uranus represents independence and Saturn universal humanism. Humanism postulates that no dogma or political doctrine can save you. Only you can save yourself. Saturn is the black planet. If you save yourself, you save society. You save the nation and the planet Earth. Save one, save a thousand. In other words, universal humanism will be the hallmark of the Aquarian age. The astrological, the astrological scholar Jeffrey remarks that the Aquarian age has not arrived in his article on the cusp between Pisces and Aquarius. The first Venus transit occurred in 2004. And the uh, next one will be 2012, which already occurred. Uh, so we are in the we are in the Aquarian age. You can feel it, you can sense it. Um, all new things, all new things are excited about the new Aquarian age, and uh, where wisdom blossoms and importance will be on self development, self transformation, self realization, and self actualization. It will also result in planetary transformation. So um, get ready. If you're not ready, you know what I'm saying, you ain't ready, stay ready. Basically, preventive medicine is always better than curative medicine, you ask me. All right, so uh, the holographic principle claims gravity. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, light workers, something, uh, light workers have put forth much information about the coming changes. The main purpose of the light workers is to help raise the vibrational frequency. Um Light workers are simply just a label for people who have awakened to the truth about life on Earth, which assists with change in any way. Um, splitting is multidimensional in nature, and one of the two Earths will be, the two lights will be in the fifth dimension. Earth will have finished its ascension together. Um, many will be descending with her. Those who have awakened, expanded their awareness, raised their vibrational frequency, and prepared their light box in Africa will find it easier to move into the higher dimension. There are many light workers now providing information on how to prepare for ascension. There will there will still be a period of time where people will still be able to ascend from the third dimension up to the fifth. Life will go on and most people on earth will know the truth of what had happened to humanity during all these times from official disclosures and publicity. So we have ascended from um the third dimension into the fifth. Aquarius, you know, by the fifth dimension, uh, they they song "We Are Going Into the Age of Aquarius." That's the message, or whatever the Aquarius age, the age of anointing. So we have hit that point, and we are transcending through it. Um, I'm not gonna have time to talk about holography. Holography is science and practice making holograms, but 
that's on a more physical sense. Normally, a hologram is a photographic recording of a light field rather than an image formed by a lens. It is used to display a fully three-dimensional image of the holographic subject, which is seen without the aid of special glasses or other intermediate optics. Optics. The hologram itself is not an image and is usually unintelligible when viewed by diffuse ambient light. It is an encoding of the light field as an interference pattern of seemingly random variations on the opacity, density, or surface profile of the photographic medium. When suitably lit, the interference pattern diffracts the light to a reproduction of original light. Basically, that's uh, what they did with the Tupac joint. They had that. Uh, they had that light jumping at the bottom, and then hold up. Oh shit, son! I just uh, zoomed out a blog talk right there. Hold up, let me get back. Zooming back. That's perfect. Oops. Am I still on? Am I still on? Maybe, maybe not. To hear important instructions, press 